Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. What's up? Have you been to the new scar shop in town? No. Where is it? 1901 Energy Court Suite 115. I had no idea it was there. Yeah, dude. They have the largest selection in Wyoming. Seriously? Yeah. Not only that, but they are having Tony Monaghan with four cigars coming in Saturday, November 4th. Holy shit. That sounds awesome. I know, dude. Everybody needs to go check out the Cigar Box located at 1901 Energy Court Suite 115. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids all across America, it's We'll Drink to That with special guests. How do you say your last name, Chris? Lauk, L-A-U-C-K. Lauk. There it is, with Chris Lauk, special guest. If you're listening to this with kids, you probably shouldn't have kids. Yeah, probably not. You guys should have <laughs> thought about that before you guys decided to have sex. Maybe the pull-out game should have been a little bit better, bitch. That's awkward, because I don't have kids. <laughs> Your pull-out game's still on point. <laughs> 38 years strong. There you go. Well, you know, there there is one thing about saying the pull-out game, but just cream pie in that fucking muff is delicious. You it's it, nice. You eat it afterwards? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Mike, since you want to bring that up, well, like, you, have you, you tasted your own cum before? No. Liar. Not that I knowingly you have ne- done. You never gone down on a chick after you done nutted inside of her? Just no. to finish her off? No, I nut, we're done. Uh, me too. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous on the way this is starting out. <laughs> Welcome to We'll Drink to That, baby. Right? This is how we roll. Get a few drinks in this, and the game is on. <laughs> so. so what do you know, Chris? Well, not too much. I just got off night shift from work. and That sounds super gay. Yeah, it was very cold. It was cold. It was like the first it? actual snowstorm of the year this today and or this weekend, whatever. Is it the weekend, week? I don't even hey, know. We're on the weekend. We're, we're Friday. Yeah. It's, Ish. It's like when you work at a coal mine, you lose track of like what human time is, right. and you just work on coal mine time. You're like, I've got three days till salvation. <laughs> I've got one day till salvation. Just have a <laughs> countdown going on. Yeah, you just have <laughs> so, the mental countdown. I know where I'm at in my rotation. The rest of the world does not matter. <laughs> well, when you go on nights, that's kind of how it is, though. It's like you're on nights, like your main priority your main focus is get the fuck home go to sleep and try to make it through the next one and, it, it's and, so brutal because you, you're you're up in the in the morning and at night and you the days get so confusing it it is and especially this time of year when you wake up and you go to work and it's and dark, dark and, and you come home in the dark and you never see the sunlight we're literally entering into the coal miner vampire season right like 30 that. days a night yeah day walker <laughs> yeah you day walkers you don't understand what it is to be a a night dweller at times so uh you're at thunder i'm at narm have they talked to you guys about going to a 7 on 7 off schedule uh no nothing like that crazy's going on um just you know, just living that coal miner life and so trying to remain sane. Our 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 uh, big boss, he came up to us. Our our uh, mine supervisor, he's like, so we're talking about going to a seven on seven off and try to pull some more uh, talent out of the pool and get some people from around the world want to come work here. I was like, so you think going to a seven on seven off and now that's going to be so like the way they do it, they'd go. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So they wouldn't they would not give you your full seven on one week. They want to split it up between two weeks. Because if you did it one week, you would have I don't know, like what seven times twelve is eighty four hours. Yeah, I don't so you have forty four you'd have forty four hours of overtime on your on your paycheck. 
which would be fucking fantastic. That, that would be nice, you know, getting paid what sixty yeah, some odd. It'd be fifty nine eighty seven an hour, but who's doing math? Anyways, uh, well, that's why we not like you've thought about it before. Yeah, well, the, the, <laughs> at our pay scale, that's what it would be. Right. So, because you guys make a couple dollars more an hour than we do. Anyway, so I raised my hand, you know, just doing the whole, hey, pick on me, teacher. And he's like, so what are your thoughts on it? I was like, you really think that a seven-on, seven-off schedule is going to fix morale and bring people in? Well, yeah, you know, that, that's that's kind of like what they, the, the oil fields don't seem to have a problem. I was like, yeah, but the oil fields also pay like 43 44 45 bucks an hour for the top hands, right? We're paid... Thirty-eight, eighty-one an hour for our top wage. I'm like, so there's like six dollar difference here, guys. If if you want top hands, you're gonna have to bump up them fucking pay scale. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I was like, you guys are trying to do nothing more than morale's down. Pizza party, pizza party. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy the the twenty eight day rotating schedule. I like my seven off. I like, but. I know. Well, could you imagine like having to go to work like our four nights and our four days is rough enough to get through? I could you do imagine doing three row. more? Yeah, seven on top in of a that row? shit. I didn't like it. I, when I had to do it. Oh man, you did seven on seven off. Yeah, that water disposal. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that's that. a that's a long that stint. Start like start on nights. Wednesday or Tuesday. Start Wednesday, I think. Don't don't get me wrong. I've worked. You know, back when I worked in the methane field, I worked. You know, multiple stints of without days off. But I mean. But You're you always doing different stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was 20. And, you know, like well, the 20-year-old thir- me versus the 38-year-old me. That's a huge the, difference. The, 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 the fourth night, I am ready to fuck off, take a nap, you know, like. like. Well, and you're also in production, so you're driving heavy equipment and yeah. haul trucks and shit like that, yeah. shovels. Yeah, I mainly do, uh, yeah, I don't do loading equipment. I do dozer and. Haul truck and yeah, so mainly in haul truck lately. It's been, but but nice. you don't. There's no there's no spot for you to go hide and take a nap. Yeah, you can't, especially in the haul truck. You know they well, they tracked. They track you, but I don't know about you, but I just got done at that place, and I don't really want to spend a lot more time talking about it. I love my job, but we're here to we'll drink <laughs> well, to that. That's you know all Kyle wants to do is talk about work. I'm <laughs> because, you a, because you don't have a job, bitch. <laughs> Mama pays the bills. Taking care of you is my job. Hey. Making sure you don't get too drunk. I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm about to turn up. <laughs> you're going to die of alcohol poisoning <laughs> tonight. It's about to get weird. What are you guys drinking here? Long oh, I- Long Island iced tea, rum, vodka, gin, and triple sec all together. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a... Uh, I'm drinking... Coffee? Coffee and like caffeine. Like a little bitch? <laughs> I was trying to drink Coke, and he wouldn't let me. <laughs> but, well, because when we talked on the phone, you sounded like you needed just get just to get away for a minute. <laughs> right. you, you could definitely tell that you've had enough for a couple days, and that you just needed to time travel for a minute. <laughs> I supposedly well, did that the other day. You time blacked traveled? Out? Yeah, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've laid out... I, let me just, I'm taking a little sabbatical from drinking mm-hmm. because the last time I drank real hard, I time traveled hard, hard. And I woke up with like eight or nine with call bitches. logs. Like I called like eight or nine people in a row and I'm like, Ooh, don't you hate that? That's bad. No. So this motherfucker, <laughs> this motherfucker I, will get drunk and he'll start texting me and I'm like, huh? 
What? I didn't do I, that I, this I time. I don't get it, Mike. What are, what are you trying to say? Jibber jabber jabber bottle nipple jibber jabber. So you do get it. <laughs> you're, and like I'll, I'll I'll literally hand the phone over to my wife. I was like, do you understand that? She's like, yeah. He wants to know how you're doing. I'm like, <laughs> is see? it just like like numbers and stars and emojis? Like no no just no like, no. There, there's mashing his the, phone. The, <laughs> the the words are so misspelled. But I hand it to my wife, and she's like, my wife knows how to decipher that because I do the exact same shit to my wife and I'm fucking fucked up, fucked up. <laughs> she knows like, how to decode like, drunk. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, she'll show up out of the blue. I'm like, what are you doing here? And she's like, because you texted me and told, to, told me to come pick you up. And no, I didn't. And she'll show me a text. I'm like, I did. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Isn't that what you're always supposed to say to your wife? <laughs> no, you're right. Now you say you get on your knees and perform oral sex. Wow, woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've never been married. I don't have kids. I don't have. I guess a lot of people say I don't know what I'm talking about. The first eight and a half minutes is gonna sound weird because I had the fucking the mono on on microphone too. <laughs> I fucked up. Aa, Ron. Yeah, that's right. all mono. No, just microphone too. It'll be mono. Start over. All you talked about was work. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Did you hear about the concert going on up here? What concert? Nowhere Sound is going to be hosting Wyoming's Most Wanted at Legendary Boot Hill. That sounds like a badass time. Where it, is that going to be? It's going to be November 11th. It's featuring uh, Ryan Charles. Oh, yeah? And our friend Ratchet Jesus. You mean be- the Ratchet Jesus has been our podcast before? Yep. Ratchet Jesus is going to be performing. It's also going to have performances by EP and Helen Smith. Damn, dude. You said November 11th? November 11th. What time? 9 p.m. is when the doors are going to open. That sounds like it's going to be a badass time. What are tickets? Tickets are $40. Shit, that ain't so, bad at all. No. For performances? It'd be a great night, yeah. Yeah, November 11th, 9 o'clock at the legendary Boot Hill. Count me fun. in. Yep. Don't talk to me like that. Okay. This is all can be edited out, too. Yeah. So, I mean, really, we're nine minutes into it. Nine minutes can be deleted just like, doot. Just like your life, Mike. The magic much. of editing. Right. <laughs> I'm good at it now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, this computer stuff, we're, we're, we're getting in. I'm getting into trying to learn about all this stuff. So um, there, there's a cool program you can do now. You can put it through AI. So AI, so if there's certain words that you don't want, and you can type that into AI, and AI will take those words out and replace them with, with a proper word. So, like, if you have, like, a off-color joke. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know, if your podcast or something has a hard... We're Rule. changing this word to Negroes. <laughs> Whoa! Racist! <laughs> Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mike. That was not Kyle. That was not Chris. That was straight up Mike. That's dropped the N-bomb. I uh, want to... Uh, I was saying how AI would fix it. You're you know, getting back to like 1920s baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the mound... <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Next up on the mound is a black fellow from Cincinnati. <laughs> they weren't allowed. To, they weren't allowed to play that in the twenties. That's right. They had the Negro League. <laughs> Damn it! You sucked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, th- that AI is getting so smart and so scary. Like, I don't so like it. I've been like doing it. some research on some stuff, and I'll literally go to AI and say, "Tell me about." Lieutenant Colonel Jim Land. Uh-huh. And it'll pull everything up. And I'm like, you know, if this was around when we were in school, dude, I would have got all A's. Right. You know, like, you don't even have to try to find information now, which is completely scary. My, when I was in high school, that was, I remember I was taking a German class. And 
My brother had it a few years. Lost. My brother lost took it a few years before Twitch. before I did. So the teacher didn't like my brother, so she didn't like me. And uh, was my, it a, he was it a Mal? What, what was it? It was like I had a German teacher. Her name was Mal Malfrau. That's Miss. Yeah. Whatever Mal. Yeah. But I was running it with Cal. That's how I remember her name. <laughs> and then, like the first day we had the class, she's like, "I understand. All you guys are gonna make the simple joke. The low hanging fruit is calling me Cal. Well, you kind of look like one with that black and white fucking dress on. You went to Sage Valley, didn't you? Or did you go to? Did you go to Twin? <laughs> I went to Sage. So you you were a year older than me, right? Yeah, you graduated yeah. in 04. I graduated in 04. I. So you would have Miss Miss Frau would have been the German class would have been there. I I she never on took floor. I never took German, but I did take Spanish. Well, that's that's a fucking low hanging fruit, there, well, isn't it? Hold on, Chris, I got a whole story Chris, about huh? that. Yeah, okay, I'm a brown man. I, <laughs> so like I got I got some got some. So <laughs> this is funny. I was failing Miss Cloud is was her name Miss Cloud. I was failing the Spanish the, teacher. Yeah, Miss Cloud. Senior Miss Cloud. Uh, yeah, she was failing me in that class. I had a 42%. Jesus 42. Christ. Like, did, brown. Did no you, did, you, did you guys get D's here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So D, D was still passing for D, you? D was diploma. Yeah, D was diploma. So Okay, well, we didn't I, get that. I, C I was, was certified. I was <laughs> failing so hard. She was actually concerned whether I was not cognitively available. Is like, he retarded? Yeah. <laughs> Are you really brown? So, yeah. No. So <laughs> Make parent- me some hypnotic, bitch. <laughs> my favorite time of the year was always parent-teacher conferences because I was not a very good student. So my mom, which she's a lovely lady, she's only like five foot nothing, um, and you know, his Hispanic lady. Um, we sit down at Mrs. Cloud's table and she's like, I don't know, Senor Chris. It's in his blood. He should know this. It's in his blood. Did you call her racist? And then I said, I said, Miss Cloud, that doesn't make any sense because by that logic, I should know German and Gaelic too. I would just call her racist. And I'm, I am a Spaniard. Not Mexican. Spanish. Well, if, if you were a Spaniard, you'd be redheaded like me, yeah. white. Are you? Are you got some Spaniard in you? Oh no, got a little Spaniard I, in a, you. You want I've some? Had, I've had a little Spaniard in me, <laughs> but I'm I'm like sixty uh, percent German, thirty five percent Irish, and then five percent mutt. Yeah, honestly, you know, are is there any pure like pure bloods? That's weird Hitler, to say. Hitler was working on it. He was. He was. Yeah. Mike, that's you're a, quiet. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> No, I was gonna, like, the, the Native Americans might still have some. No. You don't no. think so? No. People that stayed on that, the res that's, that's, and that's, stayed that's, in Indian culture? That's what we call mud blood. I that, think, that's what I got a little I, bit of me. I think there was enough, and this is like from a serious note, like there's been such a blending of cultures like over the last however many thousands of years. Like they, they've got, they've found like Viking stuff in like, uh, in the Grand Canyon. Well, they're they're a saying long time ago. They're like, saying that uh, Christopher Columbus was not the first one to. Well, Christopher Columbus really didn't discover America. Yeah, Leif Erikson was here multiple yeah. times yeah. before he yeah. was here. And even but, then, they found Knights Templar stuff from way before that in and, the Grand but, yeah. Canyon. But they're they're saying that uh, the Chinese or Japanese or the Asian side had been here way before anybody else. Well, like like thousands of years well, before anybody else. Yeah. Well, like, but but if you look at well, like an Indian, like uh. 
Not a dot head, but the feather. Yeah, a Native American. There you go. This is your actual he, term. He, he's going to be politically correct, not <laughs> me. But if, if you look at, at a Native American and you put them up with, say, a Native Mexican, yeah, they, they're pretty identical. I mean, they're they're almost identical. They, I mean, and then even pretty the, fucking the, spot the on. Polynesian culture in Hawaii. Well, well they're the, just well, bigger people. But well, the Amazon forest was never there. That that was man created. Amazon forest is a man created fucking forest. The rainforest. Yeah, that jungle, the Amazon jungle. That that's man created. They've done. They've taken planes over the top of the Amazon and have seen like sil- like like cities like where. They could figure that millions of people had lived there, and then but when the Spanish came to Mexico or South America, I guess the smallpox and all the other mm-hmm. diseases that they didn't weren't privy to wiped them the fuck out. That sounds familiar. Are yeah. you talking like the Aztecs and the Incas yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, but like if you if you start doing a deep dive on like the Amazon. Like you'll see, like they'll like they'll bring up articles about like this civilization was here, and that like they'll they'll mark out like they'll pinpoint the whole entire parameter of that that fucking city. I mean, it's just like hundred times size of fuck size of Chicago or New York. It's monstrous. Yeah, and like they 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 figured that it was just like right around a million people that lived there. <laughs> and that's like Atlanta. Say so say it's somewhere in the Middle East. But I th- I, th- I think Atlantic. The Atlantic is a, a false hope. A- Atlantis, yeah, Atlantis, or Atlantis. Yeah, the I don't know. Well, Plato like, wrote about it. Yeah, but Plato wrote about a lot of things. Plato wrote right? about Cyclopses. <laughs> Plato ate a lot of fucking shrooms. Have you Have you guys heard about the the giant of Kandahar? Yeah, mm-hmm. have you heard about that? That's yeah. wild. And I don't. I choose to want to believe it because I don't know about you, but I fold my tinfoil hat up every once in a while and put it on. And you want to make me another? And uh, I've never actually made one. How do I? A little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. It just makes it like more of... go to the bottom. Sorry, dude. yeah, one third, one third, one third, huh? Half, <laughs> half, Ooh, quarter, but... and quarter. A little more. Don't be stingy now. <laughs> Don't there put you go. A nip on that. So, anyways, the Battle of Kandahar happened. That was so basically. A SF unit got lost in the woods, got no contact. They sent a rescue mission to go find them on the last check-in rally point. And they found evidence of a big firefight that happened outside of a cave. And I guess this giant cyclops giant came out and attacked them. They found, like, you know, gear strewn all over, and they killed this cyclops giant. And then a bunch of black helicopters came, showed up, Grabbed the giant and took it off somewhere else. Well, the Nazis were doing a lot of exploration stuff down there, weren't they? I, I think yeah. it was well documented. Yeah, yeah, they were looking for the, they were looking for uh, what was that the spear of Tehran or whatever. Photo up. Yeah. Okay, my arms aren't long enough. You can leave me out. That's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, Thanks, the spear what was that the spear of Tehran or what was the well, one that pierced Christ's side? I don't you know, know the name of it, um, but, but yeah, they they but thought that would they, bring him they, all the power. They, uh, on the other side of the mountain range of Antarctica. <clears throat> the world government, as if you want to call it, the UN, as I as what everybody else calls it, it's world government. But the UN got a hold of some priest in Russia and told him to break out some relic. Yeah, it was like. Did you hear about wasn't that? Wasn't it Gabriel? 
Yeah. Gabriel's sword. Yeah. To go, to yeah. go put this, this happened when Obama was in office. Like <laughs> I've heard they, of this they, one. <laughs> the, like legit, like Gabriel, like from whatever Gabriel was get is, this is how it goes. He won the archangels. The archangel Gabriel yeah. was yeah. getting pissed and they, they brought him his sword to calm him down. Yeah. They, they had to bring like, this dude from Russia to like, that's priest from Russia to come like, yeah, like, like from the Vatican and a whole bunch of people from a lot of the top governments came and pre- from what a, what is heard, presented Gabriel with his sword back to keep him at bay. Hmm. Like, so there, there's some shit kind of scary. There's some sh- well, well. If you look at like the 1500s maps of Antarctica, like an- the the maps of Antarctica show like civilizations living in in in, in, in Antarctica, <laughs> living in Antarctica, in that continent. Living, yeah, <laughs> living in that continent, Antarctica. I'll there speak. I'll speak drunk, Kyle. <laughs> Well, it's just a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta chew in. I can't really do a whole yeah. lot. So I got a small mouth. No, you're fine. But anyways, there's they 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 have sh- like uh, Plato or even uh, Nostradamus had a saying about Antarctica, like the civilization of Antarctica will rise again. Well, isn't it something like and like the land of Antarctica is unclaimed, but like like all the nations have agreed they won't claim it, but. Yeah, Russia they, really, really wants something there. No, this is like a few months ago. It's not Russia that wants anything there. It's like more like the United States wants to put a fucking military base there for something. Well, I think it's a agreed like no. It's like a the the worldwide DMZ demilitarized zone. Like do you nobody's really allowed. That, you, but do I you mean, really you tell me that somebody ain't put something up there. But do you really think that's what it is though? No, do you, do you, I think they're hiding stuff. So I think like, they got a big. You want me to put on my tinfoil hat? I will. But like, I was listening well, to the Sean Ryan podcast. They got a big military base up there with some weapons that would blow your mind. Well, isn't it weird that the only like TikToks and YouTube videos you see are are white American females coming from Antarctica? What's it like? Really like in Antarctica? Let me show you. Oh, it's negative one fifty five right now. I've never seen anyone actually I, claim I'm, to be from Antarctica. Yeah, I've never. I don't watch oh, TikTok. Well, <laughs> well, like, like even Facebook or Instagram reels. Like I've never seen anything. Like, about I, it. I, I, really I will like, now because the I government's really like, listening. Yeah, I, like, I, like, <laughs> I need to shut my phone off. I really like penguins. Right, yeah. like my penguins is my spirit animal. I'm pretty sure, almost one hundred percent positive, penguin. I was a penguin in my past life. <laughs> I fucking love penguins, dude. Were you a was a? Were you, I was I an don't emperor even penguin. Know. You're an emperor penguin. Yeah, goddamn like, right. Well, I mean, I love how they walk. Right, dude. There's like so. I I was working in Illinois when I was a contractor, and we went down to San Diego or the St. Louis Zoo, and that enclosure for the penguin enclosure, like you could reach over the glass and and pet a penguin, and they were totally cool with it. What? Yeah, that would be okay. Petting a penguin would be right up there with like petting a platypus. Right, <laughs> I would love to do that. That would br- yeah. I would probably cry. It made my dick hard. <laughs> it made and my dick hard. They had to yeah, take the penguin away really shit. fast. <laughs> I don't even know. How to this guy wants to fuck it. Off, but <clears throat> there's polar bears, seals, and penguins in Antarctica, right? Mm-hmm. I I saw something. Polar bears' fur isn't really white. No, they're black underneath their skin or underneath their fur. It's reflecting. Hey. <laughs> How that sound in your headphones? 
How's that smell in your mouth, dumbass? <laughs> no different than when I spit in the fucking microphone, bitch. Yeah, I, I heard the episode when you accidentally used your mic as a spitter. That was awesome. I was fucking tank. I've been there. <laughs> I've, have you ever accidentally spit in your, like, so I was driving across the Missouri, uh, Missouri River going to East River, South Dakota. I left Gillette, hit McDonald's. And drove the whole way spitting into a McDonald's cup because they got the perfect diameter they straw. Do. They do. <laughs> for a spitter. Am I wrong? No, you're right. <laughs> and their, their diameter is different than all the other yeah, straws. It's the perfect diameter. Said. Yeah, that's right. Not too thick, <laughs> not too little. But then, so I stopped in Chamberlain, got another hit of McDonald's, was crossing, and I got my cups mixed up. Took a big old gulp of Copenhagen spit. Got a big old, big old chunk. It was so gross. It was the worst. Uh, no, I got one better. I, I, I've done that with it's beer like bottles before. Hot sweat. <laughs> yeah. There, there's been times where I've been spitting in a beer bottle. I'm like, which one's which? Yep. I can't tell because it's dark. Uh, well, well, take a guess. 50-50 gamble, man. Playing some roulette here. <laughs> Dude, I haven't had McDonald's in a long fucking time. Dude, it's still trash, but like, I mean, when you're at four in the morning after you hit the bar real hard, nothing hits more than chicken nuggies and chalky milk, man. Right. Did, I still have not a McDonald's. Did, did you see that McDonald's is giving away free fries for the rest of the year? No. If you spend like a dollar, buy a drink or something like that. But, but Bill Gates owns the land where all the fries come all from. The, all the Russell... Rustic potatoes. Potatoes. Rustic potatoes. Yeah. He owns all the Dude, land. So have you done a deep that's dive? That's some on, bioengineering stuff have, right have there. Have you done a deep dive on how much land that bitch owns? I looked into like I was looking that's a lot. I Googled some stuff just to see if he really owned that land that he's, McDonald's he's fries like third, came from. He's the third largest landowner besides like China and somebody else. <laughs> behind behind one of the global superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he owns like 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 two point four million acres or something fucking so, that they started. I, I love McDonald's fries, but now that I know that he's in charge of the land, yeah. I don't trust it now. Well, yeah, it's like I'm side eyeing them fries. I'm like, you know, I love you, but I don't trust you. Where do the hash browns come from? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like you see, like you remember that that uh, video, uh, Super Size V. I yeah. never watched that documentary, yeah, but that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. As soon as, as soon as I watched that, I was like, I'm done with McDonald's. As soon as I got celiacs, I was done. Okay. <laughs> I tried it a few months ago and got sick, dude. And I, I I want them to do another thing like on Wendy's and Burger King to see if it's the same. If he gets the same results. What do you mean? Like the oh, oh, the fries. Yeah, the fries, the hamburgers. Well, I, the... I, I bet Wendy's beef is better because their burgers taste better. But uh, I, I mean, know. it's all junk. I'd much rather have a freaking ribeye and you know. Some, you and I both. But well, it got to the point because I, I have celiac disease, so I'm not supposed to eat wheat. But every now and then, I'm like, I, I'm normally, so, I'm normally okay. Hold on, hold on. You've already interrupted one story. I didn't get a finish. Let me finish this one before I forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I I was looking at McDonald's price. I'm I'm gonna get me a double quarter pounder, and the I got pr- a quarter pounder for you. The price for the meal was like thirteen dollars. Well, like two weeks before this, my wife and I were at Humphreys, and it was like sixteen dollars there for a burger. Like if I'm gonna pay that much, I'd rather just go out to a real restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I, didn't, I didn't get like, I think you could go to the rail yard here and here and or even Prime Rib and get a way better burger for the same freaking price. You know. Well, so let's talk about the meat. <laughs> the meat. The meat. I was looking at, so my mom owns a restaurant down in Colorado. 
I was like, you should you should see what's gonna cost to get me a, a case of prime rib, you know, full prime ribs, like 18, 20 pound prime ribs, like a slab of meat. And that shit still is fourteen dollars a pound. Really? And I and we were walking through Albertsons today. I stopped and looked at the prime rib there, you know, just a little fucking four pound prime ribs that they have. And it was fucking fourteen dollars a fucking pound. Huh. And I told Sarah, I was like, it is now cheaper for us to go out to eat for every fucking meal. We can go to Humphreys, we can go to Pizza Krillas, we can go to Prime Rib, we can go wherever the fuck it is in this town that we want to go eat. Ruby Tuesdays it is now the same fucking price for us to go out and eat where there's no dishes, no cleanup, no nothing, than it is to cook the meal at home. Yeah, because, like, if you buy a bunch of, like, I battled that, too. Like, being a single guy, um, you go out and spend a couple hundred dollars in groceries, and then you don't eat it. It goes bad, yeah. If it goes bad, you just throw it away. Or you could, you know, go out to eat, get a single portion. In a lot of these places, you could actually cut the meal in half and have it twice. Right. And, you know, like, uh, pokies, I go to pokies quite a bit. This isn't a plug for pokies, but you could literally eat as trashy as you want or as healthy as you want there. They're their, really, their salad bar is pretty fucking Yeah, their, their salad bar is uh, on point. And if you tell them how you want something cooked, like if you say you got celiacs or something, they'll accommodate you. That that the, Those mini corn things? Remember off Big, how he, they oh. <laughs> he took the mini corn? And... <laughs> yeah, I'm a giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, ew, and threw them away. Dude, I love those mini corns. Yeah, they hit different. Yeah, they're good. Especially when you're six. Yeah. And, or 38, just 38 going on six, you know? Dude, well, every time I go to salad bar and I look at the salad bar, I was like, they got the mini corns? Mm, nope. Ain't getting the salad bar. Yeah. yeah, it's like, whatever, <laughs> dude. Or beets. You like to put beets in your salad? No. So when I when I go to the salad bar, so let's, let's, let's just break this down. Salad bar breakdown. <laughs> salad bar. Bah, bah, bah. Two fat guys talking about salad bar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so when I go to salad bar, I go romaine lettuce as my as my base, right? Then I'll add a little bit of iceberg on top of that just for, for just filler. Yeah. And then we'll go because like normally you get your salads, you can do Caesar, romaine, iceberg as your three choices for for lettuce or for your salad. And I'll go iceberg, romaine, and then I go to the veggies. So the veggies usually consist of banana peppers, olives, celery, cucumber, broccoli. All the shit. Yeah. And I normally go broccoli, olives, maybe some a few banana peppers if it's like if it hadn't been sitting there for a while. I'll go banana peppers on top of everything. And then I'll go to cottage cheese, put cottage cheese on top of everything. And I'll go back to my veggies again. And I'll put black olives on top of that and the bacon bits and the sunflower seeds. And then just a slight, I mean, ever so slight drizzle of ranch over the top just to cover up the vinegar taste or everything. You're a fancy man. You, you got that laid out. I usually just shoot from the hip. Nah, dude. <laughs> I like, so when I was a kid, my dad always gave me shit because I'd, I'd douche everything in ranch. He's like, oh, you want a little ranch with your salad? It's like, well, I like ranch. So now, but like, he'd be like, why well, do I like to taste my vegetables? I like to taste my vegetables. Right. And now that I've gotten older, like if I'm going to have a dressing or whatever, 
It's just there to enhance the flavor. It's not there to drown out the flavor. I want to taste my vegetables. I want to taste the tomatoes. I want to taste the cucumbers. I want to taste, taste everything. Well, I think your taste buds mature, right? Is that a thing? Or? Uh, I, know yeah, they, I, guess, I know they at least change. Yeah. I, I think I just got tired of my dad calling me a little bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, salad bars are good, you know. Yeah, Ruby Tuesdays has a pretty solid s- salad bar, man. They, they do. Got, they that place is legit. Their food sucks, but their salad bar is pretty good. Yeah, I ate there for uh, Thanksgiving one time. You know, there's nothing more depressing than a couple single guys eating <laughs> Thanksgiving at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> Everybody feels so bad for you. <laughs> Waitress is over here giving me a lap dance like it's a strip club. <laughs> the lap dance is always better when the stripper is crying. Well, so far, every Thanksgiving I've had, I've been at work, so it's not much better. You know, Jacob's Ranch used to, they used to have, like, if you were working out there on Christmas, because I'm an old Jacob's Ranch hand. The Great and Gather Whiskey Experience is happening at 6 p.m. on November 4th at the Prairie Sky Venue, where you can sample everything that Wyoming Distillers has to offer. On top of that, food from Dickie's Barbecue and 4th on Main Steakhouse will cater the event. The cigar box will be there for all your cigar needs, along with live music from artists from Gillette, Wyoming. And, that's right, and an after party hosted by Grinners. This is going to be an experience like none other. Tickets are available at gritandgather.com. Use promo code. That's right, we got a promo code for this. Drink to that 10. Again, drink to that 10. For 10% discount at checkout. If you're working out there on Christmas or Thanksgiving or Easter, they would have a crew meal. Union Pacific used to sometimes do that. Then they didn't want to supply it anymore, so they'd pay for the restaurant (laughs) across the street, Penny's Diner. Yeah. See, last year, we all pitched in, and like we, we brought food out and had a pretty nice spread for Thanksgiving last year. So this year, I got charged with being in charge of having the Thanksgiving dinner. So I was like, I just, I just made a spreadsheet. I'm like, name, what you're bringing, that's it. And if you have, if you're bringing, like say somebody said that we're bringing pop. And you say you're bringing pop. I go to you and I say, bitch, somebody is already bringing the pop, figure something else out. I'll bring chips. There's eight people on the fucking list bringing chips. Figure something else out. Cows really are the Karens of the male world, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to food, <laughs> when it comes to food, you're goddamn right, bitch. You're goddamn fucking right. I thought it was like Chad's were the Kyle's or the Karens of. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up? Hey, Mike. Yep. At least I got both my legs, bitch. Oh, true. Yeah, but hey, when World War Three starts, I'm not getting drafted, so you fuck off. Neither am I, motherfucker. I'm too, I'm too old and fat. They'd say like your draft number's up. I'm like I'm almost forty and three fifty, and I pant. I sweat when I eat. So that's I'm not going to. I'm not going to be stealthy. Actually, to tell you the truth, if they do incinerate a draft because we're going, we're, we're heading to World War Three, I'll be like, you guys haven't called this number yet. Now nah, you. Call it. You're going to do a militia. I don't want to brag, but I'm real after it out to a long ways. I don't <laughs> exactly. got to run nowhere. Right? I'm a competitive long-range shooter. Put me. In, it's like that scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan 
Put me anywhere up to one mile of old Adolf Hitler. Pack your bags, boys. We're going home. Put me up on a hilltop <laughs> exactly. with my 6'5 Creed. See, it, anything but, within but 1,400 see, yards is that, done. That, that's what most countries in the in the world don't understand, that the United States has a lot of dudes that are really accurate from a long fucking ways. Dude, we do that shit for fun. Right. Like, that's what we do. Like... People in Wyoming, especially, you want to come party in Wyoming? There's some dude with a 25-06 that'll hit you from, like, 900 yards because that's what he's been doing on coyotes for the last 40 years. Yeah. Like, I I always found it. But you know that I think that's what scares our elected class the most is that there's – that they they always claim, like, we're going to take the guns away. We're going to take the AR-15s away. We're going to take this away. We're going to take that away. You know, like Canada just said that they're going to take away handguns. Okay, but your biggest fucking problem is fucking knives, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, what about all the stabbings? Well, I just heard a, you know, how they banned them pistol braces or whatever. Yeah. You know what the compliance level was on that? 1%. You're talking over 4 million of them were sold and less than 1% compliance on that? I'm just well, saying, there's a so, lot of shit out here. So when Obama, or when, not Obama, but when Trump banned the bump stocks, right? Remember that? I think there's like 10 of them turned in or something like that. No, but, well, besides the point. So Trump issued to the ATF to go take away the the bump stocks and some other shit. Some pistol grips and yada, yada, yada. There's a company in Texas that went back and sued the federal government and saying ATF has no right to make laws. Yeah, they, not, there was not, no they're, congressional action made. Yeah. There was no law. And passed. so now, guess what? Everything's back and going. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the whole status on that is, but all I'm saying, there's some stuff in them there hills that. So let me ask you something, about. Chris. Because because I, I imagine you you are a Trump guy. Not necessarily. Okay. So no. Okay. So. So what are you feeling on this upcoming election? Um, I'm scared. Honestly, right? um, I'm not really okay. Scared, not. I'm. I'm. Politicians don't scare me. Politicians are cunts. Uh, that. All politicians are cunts. Right. So, I firmly believe that. I mean, even down to the the local stuff in ta- in in our county. Like you look at a lot of these long seated people that have been in power in this county for a long time. I'll cut a promo right now on a lot of these people. Right, me too. It's it's absolute well bull. Well, let me stop you right there because Mike can attest to this. I have called out numerous of our politicians. Right. And have called them out and like guys that I have phone numbers for, like Del Shellstead, Shay Ludvall, uh Man, did you see how bad John, John broke Bear. his leg? Who fucking cares? Fuck that faggot. <laughs> dude, yeah. that dude that dude is a snake oil salesman hand in through well he allowed that hate speech thing to pass yeah he should have just said absolutely not dude i mean you know like talking like because like that, that whole deal like i hope i hope that shay because i know shay is a subscriber to this fucking podcast i know that for a fact because he's called me and texted me like hey guys like maybe like not so many fags or not so many douchebags or it's not so many retards you have to go a long ways and I say, Shay, stay in your fucking lane. It's called freedom of speech, Shay. And um, the, dude, that, I may that, not use a lot of them words when I'm doing like a public thing. But like, listen, 
there's already laws on the books that have limit to speech. Like if you legitimately use hate speech in a vengeful way, that's going to hurt somebody. It's already illegal. Well, so now, now if you just say what, whatever words you choose to say, that should not, if it offends somebody, should not be restricted. So the whole thing behind this hate speech bullshit came through because the, the couple that owned pizza Carillo's, and the couple that owns, fuck, there's one other one. Anyways, I'm going to use Pizza Krills because I know for a fact that this is a big problem. People are saying that people are coming into Pizza Krills and yelling out the words, you guys aren't nothing but a bunch of homosexuals because they're two lesbian couples. Who I'm fucking cares? Saying, I'm just saying nobody cares. That business is it, very Gillette successful. does not care. Obviously. That, that business place is, is huge. Yeah. yeah, it's very successful. And I have been in there quite a bit, and I like their food. I've never I think heard they it. do a really good job. I've never heard that once. Me neither. And so, like my 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 pushback when somebody said that was like, I go in there almost weekly, like m- multiple times a week. Sometimes it's because you're blacking out. You're the one, one saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and love divers. Here's, here's clan suckers. Yeah, none of that happens, but like. They also have the right to refuse service to anybody at any time. Yep. Well, this person if, was if saying... If they are upset with what you say in this, their in their private uh, business, they can kick you out. This and I was, fully this, stand this by This person that. was saying that there's coming in the door and saying, and saying some really hateful things. Okay, well, but Gillette has been really good. And say what you want about Wyoming and Gillette. Gillette's really good about policing itself. You know? Right. We will shut somebody up, and we'll go take somebody out in the back door, I mean, and beat the fuck out of them. Maybe time them to a full, uh, snow fence, maybe, if that's what it takes. But we will we will police ourselves. Well, I think Gillette people are polite, as long as you don't force. Like, I think Gillette people live along the lines of, your freedom to be free includes my freedom to be free from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, just nobody cares. Let's very libertarian. Yeah, like we don't care what you do, just don't make us have to deal with a lot of it. That makes sense. Don't force yeah. your ideologies down our fucking yeah. throat. I will patronize your business if you do a good job. And, and hence the reason why pizza grill is so fucking successful. Yeah, they do a great job with their food, and but I mean. Don't push the politics. Don't push anything because I don't, they, and they I don't, don't. want to hear it. Then they, they, they don't. You, you if never. They, if you if you weren't there from ground from the ground zero with pizza Carillos, you would never ever never ever in this fucking world know what they're what what they're what yeah, who they are. Absolutely. Like I remember when they were making uh, pizzas in the Lasting Legacy Park when it was thirty degrees. They couldn't yeah. even stretch and the then, dough and then, when and it then, was frozen. And then they went to the old uh to Gillette Brewery. Yeah. And had old that spot. Post office grill. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. had that spot. And you wouldn't you would never know exact well, how they sexually identify. And really, it's nobody's fucking business. Who no. fucking cares? No, it's if not. they make a great fucking product, then just let it be. Right. You know? And like to have a law like this hate speech law or this ordinance, I guess it's not a law; it's an ordinance. Yeah. I really hope that somebody listens to this podcast or, or a previous podcast and says, "Bring them in, boys," because I will sue the every last penny at a city of Gillette and make a fucking example out of them. Well, the 
that the or you know, I just guys when we legislate our rights away or allow these politicians to take our rights away, um, it's hard to get this shit back. Once you once allow, you give up a freedom. Once yeah. you give up a freedom, like there's a reason why the freedom of a, Thanks, of buddy. speech is the First Amendment. And that then, was then, then what's your Second Amendment? Your right to bear arms. Yeah, because you know once you start regulating speech, dude. Then the Second Amendment comes into effect and says, right. "I'm going to light you the fuck up to get what I need to be done." Well, what's the I Third mean, Amendment then? Uh, you shall suck this fucking cock. Mike. Well, I don't like that one. The Fourth Amendment is right un, uh, <laughs> secure in your um, uh, against unconstitutional. Search uh, and, seizures. and seizures. That's like the Fourth Amendment, I think. I think the Third Amendment, isn't it? Wow. I just think yeah. so, I, we worry so much about the First and Second. Yeah. Right. I forget about it. Well, the Thirteenth Amendment is the, the states' slave. rights. Yeah. What's the slavery one? Eleventh, sixteenth? No, the 14th no, that's that's, that's bills. That's the uh, bills of right. Bill of right. At least we're showing me no numbers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think Fourth is search and seizures because I. Think some uh, YouTubers do that to purposely try to sue cities. Yeah, the the third, um, I think the third is uh, quartering troops. Oh, it? housing troops. Yeah, yeah. During a time of war, you shall you have you have to house troops. So say China comes in and and well, China's not dumb to do this. It's not dumb enough to do this. But say, because China has the second largest army besides us. If China said that they're going to come in and attack, and our troops are coming in, this is this is actually a old it's Revolutionary like, War amendment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Third Amendment is: uh, No soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in the manner to be prescribed by law. And then the fourth amendment is to be secure in people's persons, houses, and papers. And then the fifth is get an echo. Or scratch. Yeah. Is to plead the fifth, obviously. Oh, that may, that actually makes sense. Okay. <laughs> you know, plead the fifth is uh no person shall answer, you know, basically incriminate themselves. Mm-hmm. And on and on. But yeah. We were right. I guess I don't feel. But so the bad. most important amendment to that is the Thirteenth Amendment. That gives the power back to the states. Yeah. And our states, the states, do not use the Thirteenth Amendment enough to sit, push back on whether it's a Republican-held White House, Congress, Senate, or a Democratic-held House, uh, Senate, and White House, like we have now. Or like, or I mean, like we had, but the the stage just kind of. Is oh, it my well. mic? No, it's my mic. My mic is the ones that's scratching. No, okay. Yeah, but our elected officials just lay over and get the belly scratches. Well, the 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 federal government should have the least effect on us, yeah. but everybody you know, is so worried so about the federal election. So. The best example of a Democratic House or Democratic uh, legislation is household between a man 
and a woman and their kids. Right. That is that is the prime example of how government should work. So because at at the top, the 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 top person is always the husband. And be, below that, your we call that the speaker, is the wife. Right. And below that is the children. Right. So once we all come to a conclusion saying that the best regulated government body is a household and stop pushing for divorces and split families and women having full control over fucking kids, we will get to where we need to be. Right. And the <clears throat> the thing is, is people say we live in a democracy. No, we live in a republic. It's a well, nation right, right, right of now we laws. Live in a, we, we live in a, in a dictatorship. Right. If you think about it. That, that's, but, like that, people that's, don't understand so the fundamental you, you, difference between a republic, which is a nation of laws, which is why we have a Bill of Rights, right, and a democratic style of government. But we you, elect our officials. When you when you look at, which is funny because my wife's like, how often do you think about Rome? Every day, baby. Every right. day. <laughs> <laughs> but when you I just look heard at, it. I just heard is it, was that a thing on Drinking Bros lately or something? It's a like, thing on TikTok or something. Uh, it's, it's like, how often game. do you think about Rome? That at least TikTok. once. A, at least once a week. Every for day. me, every day. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No. Know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think about but, cheese but, pretty but when, often. <laughs> when, you look, when you look at Rome, at the height of Rome, and then you look to what caused Rome to fall, we are right the fuck. Yeah, there. we're we're step for step on and, track. And, and to tell you the truth, I hope. Every bone, fiber, everything that I am, I hope I'm alive to see the United States fall. Well, you know, I oh, think it's very important for people just to realize to uphold your family because and uphold your position that you know is right. But but like but you can't be. The, most people won't people. do that because they're scared that they have no backbone. There's there's no. When you ask somebody to stand up for themselves, or you ask somebody like stand up for, for what you for your beliefs, stand up for what you believe in, and they'll be like, okay, and then they go, somebody start, comes up to him and goes, well, what about this? And they go, oh yeah, no, you're right, my my bad, my bad, I'm well, sorry, you're not I'm sorry. talking to me because I'm not afraid to. But to, but that, that's ninety percent of America, right, right? Because people weren't. I think a lot of people were raised by people. People were raised by people that uh, concede to what everybody believes or will say because they don't want to ruffle feathers. Well, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a Gen X. Gen right, a, the Gen, Gen X Gen, was... Gen X. So, we're, we're all men, uh, millennials, millennials, right? Unfortunately, we're yeah. the We're the elder statesmen of the millennials, right. you know so, what I mean? Right on the edge. <laughs> so, us being millennials, right? Mm-hmm. We all have a foundation of beliefs that we believe in, that we hold true and dear into our heart because our parents put that there, right? Right. But then you get to some some other millennials that they go, their parents go, my parents were so hard on me. The baby boomers, they were so hard on me. And I, I just, I'm going to do that to my baby. And those people have kids. And they go, I'm not going to raise my kid that way. I'm not going to do this. It when you sit down and think about it, like the problems that we have in America, we're not talking about the world. We're talking about America. The problems that we have in America stem from how we were raised, the parents that raised us, 
And the parents that raised us were such fucking pussies because they had such a soft time. They, well, they had to, I, my well, dad okay. wasn't, but <laughs> well, okay. They had to go through Carter and the high interest rates, and they had Reagan and the war on drugs, and they had Bush, or they had Bush, and then they had fucking. Uh, Didn't we also have like Vietnam? Clinton, and then or they had Vietnam, or is that our grandparents? That was our grandparents. Oh, okay. And then they had Clinton, and they had Bush again, and they had Obama. Okay, now it's your guys' turn. Our social security, the social security fucking fund that we have, is fucking gone. You and I, all three of us in this fucking room. We'll never see a fucking dime of that. I get real retirement, I, I can, so... I, I can tell you this. The amount of money that I put into fucking Social Security is over four fucking million dollars. You know how much money I'm going to get out of that? Zero. You know how yeah. much money that my mom and dad is going to get out of that? Fucking $3,600 a fucking month. And well, you know how much money they put into it? Probably about the fucking same. Well, let's just hope... You you can't bank on that. Uh, we can't bank on Social Security, so you got to do but, it. But, but that's not my point. My, 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 I guess my point is is that parents, like I, like I tell everybody, I'm raising my boys to be badass motherfuckers. I want my boys to go out into this fucking world and say, you know what, dude? You can yell and scream at me all you fucking want because what my dad did to me, what my dad put me through, this is fucking cakewalk. Right. My boys are going to go out into the world and say, I have a shitty boss. Guys will come to me with oh, this fucking boss. Fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. And my kids will be like, he's really not that bad, guys. He's not that bad. Hopefully, my kids are business owners, and they, they're better than that. But my kids will be raised to, a, to uphold themselves better than anything that this world has to throw at them. No, I, I agree. You know, we can't. Um, you you want to raise your kids to be better than you. And I think um, the modern generation of kids coming up, we're, I agree, we're raised but by it's, people but, that but, were afraid to take But, but it, it, it's our fault. It's our fault. It's our parents' fault. Right. It's our grandparents' fault. It's for, the, for the where we're at right now, it is actually, to tell you the truth, I hate to say this, Grandma, but it's your guys' fault, your generation's fault. Yeah. For us being a bunch of fucking soft, gentle fucking humans. You know, like, like, like my kid, my, my boys, I'm going to go to grandma's house. The fuck you are. Why do you want to go to grandma's house? Well, she says she needed help. Okay, well, go help her. I'll be there. Oh, we don't need you. The fuck you don't. Because you're going to get cake and ice cream. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're, you're going to get fucking babied. You're going to get fucking data boys. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. And like I tell my kids, my boys, I have two boys. I tell them, dude. You think that's how it is in the real world? You really think that's how it is? Well, you know, grandma's 85. I get that, dude. I get it. I totally fucking get it. If we don't start raising fucking men to be fucking men, we're fucked. We're, well, we're, we're, we're all fucked. And I think... And you got a fucking... You got a little fucking three, a six-year-old, five-year-old, right? Is that what Miles is? A five? Yeah. Dude, if you, if you don't start instilling him into his mind that he's a badass motherfucker and can take and whatever the fuck he wants and, and fucking own anything, dude, that fucking I don't want him to do that because then if he doesn't own anything and loses, it's he's going to be super depressed. Okay. So well, I'd, I'd rather... over it. No, I'd rather him, like, be expecting to lose at life. No. Like, not, not expecting to lose at life, but, like, when he does his races. I don't want... Like, his BMX races. I don't want him to think he's going to win every time. Well, you well, don't have I to. Think but, but you... Uh, but when, 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 so... So when Miles loses, you go, well, that dude worked harder than you did. Work harder, bitch. Yeah. Work fucking harder. Get something. Make something of yourself. Right. And and it's 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 okay. Like, 
the like I think you're going after the the participation trophy crowd. Like it's okay to honor winners, honor winners, and learn from defeat. Yeah, because the the best lessons we've probably all ever learned was through losing and taking the L. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's okay to be humbled. Exactly. You're not going to be the best at everything all the time, but you got to respect the winners, right? Well, they put respect the work in. them. They put the work in. Like I'm a competitive shooter. Guess what? I'm very rarely on the top, but when I do hit the top, I'm there. But when I'm outclassed, I watch the winners and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the old, the the Jerry Mitchellicks and all these guys that are out there putting the work in. Yeah, they don't work a nine. You know, they don't work a full time job. Their full time job is shooting. But you watch these guys. Jerry Mitchellick's been on top for the last. Uh, 35, 40 years in competitive shooting. The guy's in his 60s and stomping the shit out of guys in their 20s and 30s. Okay, so there is something to be said about honoring the winners and learning from them in an accurate way. And losing with grace. And losing with grace. And I would even say winning with grace, but we have to, you have to respect the winners. That makes sense? Like, if and when I have kids, they will know like the winning is a good thing winning is a good thing so just cuz you cause, so, so is losing yeah losing is great cuz without the taking the l you'll you never you'll, you'll never want to work better right it gives you that killer mentality so, I you think, never want to feel that fucking losing you never want to feel that have that feeling ever again you want to yeah. be like god damn that fucking sucks what do i got to do right. to make me and i think better? that's where mike you're coming from was you know it's you know, getting out and competing at something, jujitsu, motor, uh, bike racing, whatever, uh, competitive. I don't know about that, but like, I'm pretty good. Um, is a <laughs> very important Comedy. thing for these kids to do. Um, and having parents that are willing to uh, see, hey, that kid beat you. Here's the reason why. Yeah, he was doing this better, this better, this better. This is what we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Let's let's okay, we're gonna change up what we're doing and learn how to do it better. Or and, and we'll find and but, being a leader. But the sad thing is, is most parents won't do that to their kids because they they don't want. Their it's kids okay, to feel, Piper. It's okay. Yeah. Here, um, Autumn. Here's what you did wrong. Autumn, you did your best. You did Autumn. your best. Let's go to let's go to McDonald's and get you a Happy Meal. Autumn. I don't think my dad ever allowed me to think I was. If I didn't win, he would honestly point out, "Well, you lost. What yeah. did you learn?" He would always ask me, "What did you learn?" Because mm-hmm. I was a wrestler in high school. Was I ever? I was I was varsity in junior high, but once I hit high school wrestling, it was a whole different game. Like, I was wrestling. I don't know if you ever heard Daniel of Daniel Peak. Remember him? He was who I was wrestling against in high school. That dude was a bad MFer. Yeah, he, he would beat my butt across the freaking mat. Well, and not, guess what? I learned a lot from that dude. Not only that, but he beat a lot of guys in dude, college. Yeah, and do I feel inferior that Daniel Peak beat me? No. No. But guess what? You should be proud to a certain extent, at least showing up and stepping in the ring. Right. You know but, what but, I mean? There's but, something but that's that. the problem with most of parents today is like you sh- they, they all think, well, you did your best. You did your best. Good job, Johnny. Johnny, you let 50, like Mike, okay, well, Drake. 
thinks he needs to go play for the traveling team, the, the traveling soccer team, right? And I voiced my opinion on this several times, and we've talked about this. And my opinion is, is Drake is nowhere near that caliber of an athlete. And I tell Drake, you're not going to make the team. I don't know, like, well, I'm a, I'm a blunt person to begin with. I'm very blunt. I, I, I told Drake, you're not going to make the team because you do you suck at this, you suck at that, you suck at this, you suck at this. So let's work on this and that and that and this. And Drake, of course, tears rolling down. Oh, my God. And then Sarah goes, runs, and, and confronts him. And, oh, my God, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. No. <sighs> and I like I told Sarah that night, I said, dude, you're you're killing, you're destroying that fucking little boy's life. The competitive fire. Like, it's, it's not even that. You're you're destroying that little boy because he's gonna he's gonna go out into this world when he's eighteen. Because like we, I tell my boys, as soon as Drake is eighteen, because he's the youngest, that's eight more years. Your mother and I are fucking gone. We'll send you a postcard with no return address. Don't fucking come looking for us. We're out. We're done. I've done my. I've done. I've given you guys every fucking tool. You need to be successful in life. I've given you everything. So don't come looking for us. So, but Sarah will run up there and fucking coddle, coddle Drake and tell Drake how wrong I am and this and that. And then Drake gets his fucking, this, this bout of confidence and he goes out and he gets fucking destroyed. Like, like I told him he's going to. And then he comes back and he's just, just like, well, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know what I did. I, I, I'm better than that. I, I'm better than that kid. I'm better than that. No, dude, you're not. You're not better than that. You are who you are. You're at the level that you're at. And if you want to get better, here's how you get better. It's and a- when I put that, when I put that challenge in front of him, he crumbles. And and I, like I take my oldest, Kendall. I can put him into a challenge. And he'll sit there and he'll look at it. And he'll figure it out. And like you can see his brain going. Like he'll crumble a little bit, waiting wait for mom to come pick him up. Because mommy is his best friend, and mommy's always right there. But then when he realizes that mommy's not there, it's just dad. It's just me. He goes, oh, fuck. I'm fucked. It's just dad. Dad's not going to save me. So how do I get myself how do I, how do I get myself out of this position? Yeah, and I think a lot of it is, um, I, and I'm no psychologist, but figuring the different ways to speak to the different people, because that's what a leader needs to do, is learn... Uh, what is each individual uh, person in your household, how to speak to their heart. That makes sense? Well, the five so, languages of a love book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I don't mean to sound all I, No, I get that. I get but that. like, I, I, I agree. Like, I get, um, no, well, I get that, Chris. And, I, I and having that. an accurate assessment of the skills is very important. Like, if the kid isn't good enough to be on the traveling team, say, listen, we've got another year. Let's learn, and maybe next year we'll try it. But you got to show some serious improvement because that's a big investment between me. Uh, the family's putting a lot of emotional and financial behind this, and we got to travel. I, I I totally get what yeah. you're saying, Chris. I, I totally get it. But to me, when when my boys come to me and they say they want to do something, I, I am the first one to put them down. I'm, I'm the first one to say, you know what? Yeah, dude, you, you could probably do that. But... But, right. and you know why? Because when they get a coach that's going to come at them and start fucking breaking them fucking down, they're going to be able to come home and go, 
looked at who said this. Is he right? And they know from the very fucking get go that I'm gonna tell them the fucking honest God truth. Right. And, if, and you, if they if they don't have if they don't have somebody that they can come back home and say it and give them the honest God truth, what's the point of being a dad? Yeah, like I'm not a dad right now, but like, no, I agree. Giving your kids a no bullshit assessment is important. And like like my my oldest, he's in advanced math, right? And like I'm super proud of him for being in advanced yeah, math. I was so bad at math. I was the worst. <laughs> and we went we went to parent teacher conference. We sat down with his math teacher. I'm like, I was like, Kendall, you you, you have a C in this class. That's that's abnormal for you. And he's like, Well, you know, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I'm like, I asked the teacher, so why is he struggling with this? Well, he doesn't come in. In morning class, like he says he's going to, he doesn't come do this, he doesn't come do that, he doesn't do this, he doesn't, unlike Kendall. You are held to a standard above this, dude. Like, you should you should be coming in this fucking class just because you want to be better. It's not because you're failing, or he's not even failing, but it's just you want a better grade. You should be coming in this, this class to be better than everybody else. Right, like, my dad, so I was failing, <laughs> I was failing... Uh, math one time my dad made me he actually printed out a um a notebook that i would have to go in before and he my dad told me come on down to grinners located at 5201 south douglas highway on wednesday nights and enjoy their new cigar lounge or you just come down anytime during the week but wednesdays the great thing about wednesdays is the cigar box hosts cigar nights every wednesday starting at seven Buy a cigar when you get there, or bring your own and enjoy handcrafted cocktails in really good company. He's like, I don't care what the teacher gives you for work. There's no more skateboarding out front of the school. No more walking around the halls with your friends until you learn what you need to learn. All that time is spent before school. You're going into that teacher's room. She's got to sign this book, and she's going to give you... I don't care if it's BS assignments, but you're going to learn what you're failing on. My dad made me actually carry around a log book. And how much, and better, how much better of a person are you now? Well, I learned that there is accountability for actions. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you don't put in the work, like, yes, like that goes all the way into being an adult. Mm-hmm. Like you have to wake up like for coal miners or a lot of people in this community of Gillette. This is a 24-hour town. People are up and working at all hours. Guess what? It sucks waking up when the alarm clock hits at 3 in the morning. Got him right. But guess what? If I don't show up for work, and guess what? Sometimes I might be mad at my job or whatever, but guess what? Once I'm actually there and they put me in that equipment, I give them my best 12. I give them, when I'm on the (laughs) clock, no matter what I'm doing, I give them my best 12. I may not always be happy to do whatever they want me to do, but you give them your best 12 because that's the contract you signed with well, them but, to but, work for them. It's, yep. you know what I that, mean? That all goes back to how our parents raised us. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know I mean, if you think about it, like the way we were raised and how we're raising, I know you don't have kids, but the way we're raising our kids, like when, when, my boys turn twenty one. They're they're gonna be a dying class, right? There's so 
you're you're raising your kids when you sign the line, agreeing to a contract, you honor the contract until it's time not to. Yep. You know what I mean? And well, you're raising your boy. You anybody that has boys, I mean, like, because I can't say a whole lot about raising girls, but when you have boys, it is your duty as a dad, whether you're divorced or married or whatever. Your duty as a dad is to raise them boys to be the baddest ass motherfuckers ever around. Yeah, and to honor your word, be exactly. a man of your word, like the old codes. Like a lot of the a lot of people are, are are talk trash on the old ways. Guess what? When you sh- you look a man in the eye, you shake his hand. I'll be there. You be there. You be, you be there. Come <laughs> hell or high water, or you better felling off the freaking face of the earth. Then you better I, be there early. Yeah, show <laughs> show up and be there on time. Mm-hmm. My dad said, it's, "If it's, you're on time, you're fucking late." It's so funny because, like, I always I always get on my wife. Like, <clears throat> my wife will wait wait till last fucking minute to get anywhere. Oh, like, I'm a dude, punctual dude. Like, so am I. <laughs> like, if I'm not five minutes early, I I'm like I I get anxiety. Like I'm freaking the fuck out. Like why yeah. we're not here? We're not we're, we're not where we're supposed to be. What are we doing? And my wife was like, "Yeah, we got five more minutes. Let's do this. Let's do that." Da, yeah, da, da, no, da. you don't understand the level of stress you're but, giving but, but, me. But, so but. there's a there's a six year difference between my wife and right. I, you know, and I, like that six years of like knowing her parents, my mother and father in law, and knowing them, like I I get where she's coming from. I understand why she does what she does. Like, there's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of, if anything, with, with those guys. I mean, I love them to death. I love my, my, my in-laws to death. I really do. No 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 hate towards them. But just a little urgency here and there goes a long fucking way. Yeah, and you're dealing with different personality types. Like, oops, sorry. Um, different personality types. Like, there's a lot of people that, they're okay with rolling in the last minute. No, man. I like to be like, I don't know. I like to scope out the scene a little bit when I get there, mm-hmm. get my spot. I like to find my camping spot where I'm going to be. Like if I go to a concert, like what well, doesn't matter what it is. I like to be there, I, I, figure I, out where I'm going to be. I love to be to work about an hour early. So I wake up my parking spot. I can sit there and put my, my hoodie over my eyes, take me a little nap and get my mind right to where I need to be to where I'm like, all right, we're at work. Let's get it figured out. Pull the switch. Flip the switch. Let's go. Absolutely. absolutely. There's For some people like us, because I'm a lot like you in that regard, that is actually more relaxing to me. Oh, yeah. Then you go into work and you're like getting an extra like, 20 minutes of sleep. I'm like, no, that stresses me out. When I wake up, well, like, I've, I haven't done it for like, years. Like, like I'll, I'll roll into work and I'll be like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. <laughs> okay. Cool guys, right on. It's have fun. Yeah, let's. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I. You know, it's crazy. The well, I think I'll. What? Whoops. Pick up the phone and go hello. Sorry. It's actually my pops right there. Of all people, we're talking about raising sons. I just heard from the master. <laughs> um, but. And I th- and I see this a lot in Walmart. We were talking about talking about parenting. So I'm a I'm a non-parent. So we'll start here. When I see people like in Walmart with their kids, and the kids throwing an absolute freaking fit, and you see mom or dad a lot of times kneel down and say, 
I always like to use Piper as the kid's name because I think that's the most millennial or Gen X thing to name your kid. Piper. Listen here, Piper. Calm down. And then they start counting. One, two, three. That stresses me out because if my dad ever said, Chris, knock it off in he didn't even count yeah. down. If he made it to like, one. If he made it to <laughs> yeah. one. I never like, got a countdown. Yeah. Did you? Like, cause like, because the stress kicks in for me is because if my dad ever actually did the countdown till three, there was actual consequences. Like so the, a boot in the ass. Like, like my first... dad would, my dad was a professional pressure point person. So my dad would smile and put his hand on your shoulder, and next thing you know, you're getting the Vulcan te- death touch. So, yeah, everyone in public thinks yeah. he's just touching yeah. you, but you're, yeah. he's, he's got your you hand on your shoulder, <laughs> and you got that look on your face like you just developed cerebral palsy. And my dad's like, calm down, stop. That's all he had to say. And, like, if we ever, like, my parents weren't rich growing up. They, they were both in law enforcement. And um, the thing is, if we ever got to go out to eat, like eating out for us was a luxury. Like same. If we ever went to my dad's was Granny's Diner. He liked that place. And Granny's? Yeah. That place was yeah. legit. But Good if point. we ever acted up, you could say goodbye to that for a very long time. And my dad would just legit look at us say, "Stop." You know, one it, time and we it, were done. It's so funny that we that the the dads are willing to sacrifice so much to prove a fucking point. Like I can think of, like, you know, like you start acting out on Dan, uh, on granny's and your dad's like, kiss that goodbye. I remember my dad, like acting up and my dad took us out to go buy clothes. And I was freaking out because I, I got fatter. We were, you know, weird. <laughs> I got heavier and I was getting pissed off at clothes. And my dad goes, all right, we're done. I was like, well, I didn't take anything out. He's like, no, we're done. But mom would let me no, We're done. But mom, right. we're done. Well, I think the the it's good to have boundaries in any aspect of your life. Like, you, you know, my dad had a boundary. Like, if we acted up, it wasn't sacrificing anything for him. My dad is a very, they call it like, he's a very stoic man. Yeah, but like, he, he's the bad guy. He, he was the bad guy. Uh, I mean, maybe at the time I thought that, exactly. but now now that I'm older, but but I but get at, it. The, at the time he was the bad guy. So we the male, the father figure is always predominantly the bad guy, the it's, disciplinarian. It, yeah, it's always like wait till your dad gets home. Wait till wait till your dad gets home. He's gonna deal with this. I it was never mom was gonna deal with it. Is that same my, with you? My dad. I didn't get in trouble as a kid. I right. know you're a little bitch. I, re- I really did it. Like, <laughs> well, my, I didn't. I, remember... I didn't either because I knew the consequences. Exactly. Like, like, I, if my mom ever said, "Wait till your dad gets home," it's a holy rain of fire was like was gonna come down. I, I would purposely push my mom's buttons, but I wouldn't do it to my dad because I knew the consequences would be worse. Well, I also but, knew my dad was going to get home until about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning because he's at work. And be up dreading so, it all night? <laughs> no, no, I just go to sleep, and then my mom come down with a wooden spoon and beat the living fuck out of me. Oh, yeah, my mom was not not afraid to lay down the law either. But, like, if I ever extended that past to where, where she actually had to call in reinforcements from dad, I was in trouble. But, the best thing that ever happened 
for me was my parents got divorced and I went and lived with my dad. And I lived with my dad for, I don't know, two or three years before he met his current wife. She's a cunt. But, uh, <laughs> tell us how you really feel. Well, she's, she, she destroyed that relationship between my oh, dad and well, I. I, I <laughs> so don't mean go. to get into that. <laughs> but, so I, I lived with my dad, and my dad and I, when I had to go over to my mom's house, when I, I emphasized when I had to go over to my mom's house, so that way she could still keep her child support the way it was. I mean, I love my mom to death, but she's, she's a cunt. Well, my dad would send me over to my mom's house. I go over to my mom's house, and my mom would always tell my dad, like, I don't know what you're doing, but he's just like, I do dishes. Because when I, my dad's house, I had, to do dishes. I had to do dishes. I had to clean up after we got done eating. I had to, I had to I'd do all these things. Because my dad literally just got home from work. He took a shower. He had dinner. I cooked I cooked all the food. And my dad would go to bed. Because my dad had worked 22 hours straight. So when he came home, it was, I was, I was the bitch. I, I was the wife. Well, and you were expected to do stuff. You'd pull your weight. Yeah, exactly. Pull your weight, like. And, and when I when and then the moment that I slipped up, I remember this one time. Like my dad came home. I was living with my dad. He came home after pulling forty-seven hours straight at his fucking job site. My dad comes home. He goes, "What'd you make for dinner?" I said, "I just made a I just made a grilled cheese and tomato soup." He was Where, "Where's mine?" I said, "Well, tomato soup's in the fucking fridge, bitch. There's a microwave." <laughs> And that motherfucker put the boots to me so fucking hard. And yeah, the proper response was that sit down, I'll make you some. Like, but you know. he, but he was also teaching me a lesson that when you work hard and you do things, you should, you should, re, you should have expectations of things coming to you. And when you put the bill. Because, you know, like he always told me, it's either you're going to pay rent or you're going to go to work. Or, or you're going to do uh, work around the house. And I always said, well, let's pay rent. My rent was five fifty a month. Rather than my dad. When I was 12 years old, he charged me five fifty a month. I went to work for my dad. I worked for him. Cleaned the shop. Did this, did that. And, I, and I, when I got home, because the guys at work would drop me off at my dad's house. Before my dad got home. And if dinner was not on the fucking counter or ready for him. Dude, the boots are on. Well, and I think it's important for a lot of people to understand it's okay to have standards for your children. Like, growing up, we had it was pretty simple for me and my brother because we were kind of latchkey kids because mom and dad both worked shift work. They are in law enforcement. So, like, we knew the house better be picked up and cleaned. Uh, better be picked up and cleaned. Um... You, you better done the dishes, made the house clean, and ready to go. It should be better than you found it. And because they're working, you know, mom and dad were working. They don't have – mom did not – like, my mom, she did her best for us, like, but she didn't have time to work a full, you know, 10-hour shift being a dispatcher, and I don't own dispatcher, and then come home, clean up after two teenage boys, and then – go to sleep and be ready for a job. When we were, uh, like, of the age to be able to take care of ourselves, we learned how to cook, we learned how to do our laundry, laundry, clean the house, stuff like that. And that was just a part of living in the Lauk household was pulling your weight because everybody's pulling their weight. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, like like you, Mike, I, I, I'm, I very rarely had to push my mom and dad's buttons because I really didn't get in a lot of trouble as a kid. I wasn't that rebellious of a child. Oh, I was. From what they know of. Right. But I knew to keep mom and dad off my back, I take care of X, Y, Z. And guess what? I could get... I could do whatever I wanted. I had my dad pistol with me one time. <laughs> Literally with a pistol? With a Smith & Wesson 500. Dang, that's a big gun to get pistol whipped. Yeah, he smoked me in the fucking side of the head with that motherfucker. Because oh. I stole his Jaguar XL, whatever the fuck it was. I could not imagine stealing one of my dad's cars. Right. But also... It was a, almost a million dollar car I stole. Yeah. I don't even know what that would have been. I didn't like. even steal it. I just took it around the fucking, around the fucking, because <laughs> at my dad's house, before he moved down to Texas, he had uh, paved all the, his interests around. So it was a big one, one big loop. So you could drive from the house around and then back to the fucking barn. And that's, well, I took it down the street. Let's <laughs> just be honest here. I took it down the street, took it down this, and then did a few other things. I mean, I fucking, I probably took about thousand miles off the fucking tread you know just, you just did a burnout oh, oh man yeah. this thing had like a it was a jaguar it was some kind of jaguar with a souped up fucking turbo and it was a jaguar x z whatever the fuck it was and so <laughs> i remember my buddy goes this is a bad idea because my dad had this jaguar and then he had the uh mustang uh the the cobra that, or he had a GT500 next to the must, or next to the fucking must, or the 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 Jaguar, and then next to the GT500 he had this Mustang that was super souped up, the Cobra, and he did went through and did the whole converted over to a thousand horsepower, thousand fucking torque. Had some badass cars. <laughs> so I go, I go, Trevor, tonight we're we're going in class. We're living dangerously tonight. <laughs> Cowabunga. <laughs> I said, my dad's no Did Was it after Gone in 60 Seconds came out? Nah, this is before that. <laughs> anyway, so I, I told Trevor, I was like, Trevor's like, your dad's going to come back and see this, see the Jag out. I said, no, he's not. He's out of town. You know, he's, he's fucking not coming back home for a couple days. Uh, he went to Deadwood, and apparently they lost enough money at Deadwood that they came back to Gillette, which is... What, an hour and 10 minutes? Hour yeah, 15? hour and 10 minutes, hour 15. And they came home, and as soon as I was pulling in, because I left the garage door open with all of his fancy cars in the, in, the, in the barn, left that garage door open. As soon as I pulled in, I seen him standing there. I looked at Trevor, I go, you might want to get out and just go home. This is not going to be fun. And Trevor goes, no, no, I want to see what happens. I go, all right. And so I, I pull it in, park it, shut it off, hand him the key, had my dad my, the keys, and my dad goes, Did you have fun? I, and I, before I could say a fucking word, whap! With that Smith & Wesson 500 handle, right to the fucking jaw. And my jaw goes, and my dad goes, Did you have fun? And I, of course, I couldn't say nothing, so he hit me on this side, and that, my fucking jaw goes, oh, I can chew again. Good, and then my dad put the gun down and beat the living fuck out of me. Well, I mean, just fist to cuss, boots, fucking. My dad, my and my dad doesn't play fair. You know, like you know, get you hear guys, oh, you don't fight fair. My dad would grab you by the nuts and put his put your nuts in his hand and squeeze them until they you could feel that crush. 
of your nuts and he would jerk down on your nutsack because you like that yeah that's a that's a scary story my dad <laughs> my, my, my dad grazed me with a slap once on the back of the head <laughs> I, I with his a, hand <laughs> I, I rolled a 1979 ford bronco that him and i had about a forty thousand dollars into and but when he showed up i had a piece of glass sticking that was about a millimeter and a half away from my brain and he reached in and pulled that fucking glass out and goes get in the fucking pickup i told the officer i told the sheriff i said told you not to call him that's <laughs> and he beat the fuck out of me that's uh i guess you know when people say you're built different Right. <laughs> yeah, you're raised different. I, I guess I, like I said, Mike, we must not have been that trouble. mischievous like that. Like my dad grounded me once. That's how little I got in trouble. Yeah, I, I didn't. And that was only because he heard I, me. I, I love. That was only because he only because he heard me tell my mom. Like I, she was. I got home late. I was trying to tell her where I was. I'm like, will you shut up for a second? That was all he heard. Oh yeah. So I got grounded for like a week for that. So I told my stepdad one time, I, me and my mom got into it because I didn't come home when she told me to. And I mean, fuck that. I mean, I, when I was in high school, I was 375. I mean, I squatted 675, 700 pounds, bench fucking five something. Strong kid. Yeah, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I wasn't fat. Not like I am now. I wasn't fat. I was, I was a big dude. I was just fucking big. And my mom, I got home. My mom goes, where have you been? I said, none of your fucking business. I said, I'm here on the weekend. This is your weekend to have me. So don't worry where the fuck I've been. I said, if I, wow. if I want somebody to know where I've been, I'll call dad. I'll, I'll let him know where I'm at. And my stepdad heard that. And that motherfucker, I just got done having shoulder surgery. I was still in the fucking foam brace, you know, holding the sh- shoulder in. And this motherfucker poked me in the fucking chest and said, you do that again, dude? I'm going to fuck you the fuck up. And he poked me in the chest again. And, dude, it was on. I mean, I fucked that bitch the fuck up. Hmm. I mean, I fucking beat him to every last inch of his fucking life. And he was ex-military. Hmm. You know? And I was, I was like, I told him, I said, Pat, do not, do not ever again poke me in the fucking chest. And he's sitting there, he's bleeding out his fucking nose and his mouth. And then, oh, fuck you. Boom! Right in the fucking dome, and he was out. Wow. Called my dad. I said, I'm coming home, bitch. <laughs> Came home, and my yeah. dad goes, what? And I got home. I got back to my dad's house. He goes, what the fuck happened? I said, Pat, thought he was a fucking a tough guy. I said, I ain't playing that fucking game. But that's how my dad raised me, is, is not to take shit from anybody. Like, you look at me, like, you can look at me now and be like, oh, this fucking dude's going to be fucking easy to fucking over. Nah, fuck off, bitch. I'll play that game. I'll play that fucking game with you, bitch. I'll, I'll fucking grab you by the nuts, squeeze in the nuts, make you squeal <laughs> like a little bitch that you are. Have fun. Let's have fun with that game. Yeah, and that, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot there, buddy. That's a what? Some Doctor Drew shit. Yeah. <laughs> how's, how's that Doctor Drew? That that just. I was raised in a fucking welding shop. Yeah. When I was yeah. eight years old, I seen fucking bare naked ladies all pull over the wall. Right. I saw that. I saw them in concert once. Yeah. <laughs> bare naked oh, ladies. Oh. oh. Yeah. Never, never mind. Different. Different childhood. Different childhood. I was raised man. by drug addicts. I was raised by alcoholics. I was raised by fucking all, all kinds of right. walks of life. Right. 
And these guys yeah. had me from from five thirty in the morning until eleven o'clock at night, most nights. Yeah, and so. I mean, that's where it's important to bring all the different aspects of where, you know, the differences of being raised. Like me and Mike, that was not our reality. But also, like when it's you not were my boys' reality, either. right? You're not your boys' reality. But I mean, we were all raised with standards. We were all raised with your requirements. word means a lot. Your word your means word, a lot. You say you're gonna do something, you're gonna be somewhere means a fucking lot. Right, to me. and like pull your weight. Pull your weight at the house. Like, if you're not physically bringing in the money, like... It's not even about the money, though. You don't get to say. <laughs> it's not even about the money, though. It's, it's about... That's how I feel. Like, like you... Like, your wife gives you the, the, the to-do list. You know, the honeydew. Your wife gives that honeydew list. And so I go knock it out. And then I go I go to my wife and said, well, here's your honeydew list. And she goes, uh, what? I was like... No, your honeydew list is just sex things, though. Well, <laughs> what's wrong with that though? Well, I mean, there's but, nothing. There's an, I don't but, think there's anything. Yeah. I mean, as as a man, the best thing, the best reward I can have after I get done doing my list and I get my wife her list is on top of the list is blowjob, sex, blowjob, sex. What's you know wrong what? With that? I, what I've always wanted is like when I'm outside mowing the yard or doing some yard work, bring me a glass of lemonade. I've never. That's all I've ever wanted. I've <laughs> never gotten that. Nice and cold to drink. Yeah. I don't care about sex and shit. I've always made sure I have my own fucking cold drink to have. This yeah. bitch right here, yeah, that bitch will keep so, fucking ice for twenty four hours. Yeah. So, like when you, like, so I had to move back in with like I was living in an apartment, and when I was twenty one, they sold the apartment out from under me. So I had to move back in with my parents at twenty one. After I had lived on my own for since I was like eighteen, you guys can come in, but so, you gotta be quiet. My roommates are sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Mom, meatloaf. All right, you're not a screamer, are you? But so here was the thing: I moved back in with my parents. I I think I paid them rent, but still, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. But I always am respectful of like when I'm in somebody else's spot that they have. Um, they're the king of their castle. And I notice that even like when my parents come to my house, like when my mom comes to stay with me for a week, it's my mom, but she recognizes this is my castle. I'm the king of my castle and she doesn't go through. My mom has free reign to go through whatever she wants in my house. Cause she's my mom still, but she still recognizes that I work hard for what I got. And this Dude, is the king if, of my if, castle. If my mom went through my house. Or actually through my bedroom, that bitch would be like, "Oh, my God! Well, Why do you have oh. a swing in your bedroom?" So, yeah, <laughs> did I go wrong with this motherfucker? Well, I thought, "What I, is this double-headed dildo doing?" I, well, mom, see what happens is, is you stick this in your vagina, you stick this part in your fucking asshole, yeah. and she sucks my dick, and I go, blah, 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 blah. "Wow, that's a lot." But so apparently, you guys have one of those. We do, actually. but. <laughs> I guess a of them. what I was saying was like, <laughs> wow, this crazy train went off the rails. I just wanted like, to talk about dragons. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my mom found, is like, what the fuck did yeah, I sign up for? Wow. What the fuck this did is, I sign up for? <laughs> this is a lot. This motherfucker's talking about being pistol whipped. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. Double headed dildo. So I'm going to. Where use, am I going? I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna see myself out the door, yeah. you guys. So I'm gonna put in a disclaimer, 
anything say it, said on here uh, reflects does uh, not reflect reflect on <laughs> a lot of like my brain. Anything that's said on this podcast does not reflect Chris Lauk in any yeah. way, any form. Do not come after him. You can come after Carl Edinger. My address. I'll give that to you if you email me at but also you get dot com or actually what <laughs> we'll is our email address? We'll drink to that at google.com i think we have i don't know we have number two in it i think yeah, i don't remember something we have a number two in i tried looking up it the other day because we were talking about the what is your thing we'll drink to what well, what is your reason for we'll drink to that we started that and i tried getting on our fucking gmail account and then i couldn't figure it out and then like the computer's doing this and that and i was like what the fuck is this piece of shit doing well i, I have mean, it all saved i gotta piss really bad so let's, trend, let, let's let's move into another conversation where I can't be here so I can pee. All right. Or oh, you're going to want to be here. Just <laughs> <laughs> go pee in the corner. You know how to do that. Yeah, I know. Last night. <laughs> see, that, see that so, potted plant so, over there? Last night, last night, I got me, me and the wife got into a little argument. And so I went off and got fucked off by all, all belongs belief. But I, had, I was having this dream that I was at a Slayer concert and I was in the fucking blue room. You know, the blue house. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently I pissed on the fucking floor So I gotta shampoo my fucking carpet in my bedroom You know, it's bad <laughs> It's bad when you get that tore up, man <laughs> It's been a while since I've been that fucked off <laughs> I lost it, but I have it safe somewhere Okay, you two have a conversation, I'm gonna go piss Alright Sounds it, good. it might even be a normal conversation where your dad doesn't piss with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it, w- it won't be normal, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's stressful about right. hearing about him getting pistol whipped. Holy I'd... moly. <laughs> he had a family friend come over once to do a podcast with us. I think he just showed up, actually. We're like, hey, we're recording. And uh, it, he was friends with Kyle's dad. I'm like, did this stuff really happen? Because people can always over-exaggerate right. things, you know? And Cal got really offended the fact I even asked. I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, it obviously did really happen if he got that upset about it. It's interesting to learn the different ways people were raised. Mm-hmm. Like you said, me and you really didn't push the limits. Like, I did in my own way. But my think, parents never had to pistol whip me. I think, <laughs> you know? I think as a high schooler, like, even with all the freedoms my parents gave me, I drink twice. Right. And they know about zero of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I wasn't out being crazy. Like I grew up playing hockey and our best player on the team got busted at a party and he didn't even get in trouble. He didn't get an MIP or nothing like that. But the coach suspended him for a weekend tournament and he's our best player on the team. I'm like, shit, if he's going to suspend him, yeah. what's he going to do to me? I yeah, just want to play right now. The consequences are real. Like, I did I did a lot of stuff when I was in high school. My parents never found out because I was just really good at getting away with stuff. But um, I knew the consequences of my actions because I always had a a job. Like when right. I was in high school, I had a I had jobs. I always had spending money. I always had a pretty nice vehicle because I always worked. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the the whole thing. Like what Kyle was saying. Kyle's back. Refreshing his beverage, but I always knew if I wanted nice things, I had to work for him. So I knew I wasn't going to be a star, star, I was not going to be a star wrestler. I was decent at wrestling, but Daniel Peak made it very clear that I am not on that level. So when I, I would work 
So I had always had spending money. I always had a car. And so I chose to go the work route when I was in high school. And that's that's perfectly okay. Were you guys talking about you the time that you talked to Greeno? About me and my dad stories. Yeah, if I asked it was really and, true. And, and you got all goes. And, and you got a fan. <laughs> goes absolutely, one hundred percent, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Mike. Yeah. I was saying hey, everybody thinks that he's made up, but they're not. <laughs> it sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, it really does. This stuff is like wow to, to nor to, to most normal people. That sounds pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know, but, but, but look, look who I am now. But you made it through. I didn't want to It's dr- not even making it through, but look right. who I am now. Look right now. I didn't want to drink tonight. What? I didn't want to drink tonight. Look who I am now, Kyle. Yeah, you're getting fucking drunk, bitch. Because <laughs> that's... We'll drink to that, motherfucker. I'm drunk. I drank a coffee. I had a real good coffee. There, there's all kinds of stuff to make a long honest tease. I'm... I'm good. I'm, well, you're wanting to go to Grinner's. What are you going to do at Grinner's? I was going to... Actually, I was planning on having a, a cigar and coffee. Was what actually really? what I was gonna do? Yeah, no, I. Cal's like, so, and this podcast is over. Yeah, no, <laughs> coffee. You know, wrong. I, I'm not a teetotaler by any means, but I'm just not drinking right now. But like, sorry, are you doing like an intermittent fasting? You no, doing keto? well, I yeah, I'm trying to lose lose the LBs, so I don't want to. So what are you doing right now? Just you know, limiting calories and. Oh, trying so, to stay away so from booze and sugar and stuff like that. You're doing a de- deficit in calorie intake and burning more calories than calorie right, intake. Yeah, and eating mainly protein and like staying away so, from carbs and sugar. Have you read about the carnivore diet? I have. I have. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting because... Like, expensive. It's ex- Well, you know, it can be. But if you're a single person, like, like those... Uh, what's that... Nutrisystem and stuff That's but, not the bad way to go Well They're not paying for a family And I don't even want to get into Like the, the whole dieting But like really like um, If you uh, Like Kohler's meat I like to Like We'll shout out local people Like The Cigar Box yeah, Great absolutely. people Kohler's Absolutely And Kohler's um, I think they 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 source their beef I believe out of Montana And it's Well they got They got a bunch of guy, uh, Ranchers out of Wyoming too Yeah And, and So I mean it's good quality meat, and um, I'm getting away from what buying you know a lot of my meat. That? What you know about big that? Big quality meat. <laughs> but I'm getting away from buying a lot of my meat from, you know, Walmart or, like, Albertsons because you don't know where the heck it's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, at well, least I know. It's also filled with a lot of water. Right. And really? I know with Kohler's, the shrinkage on my steaks and stuff you eat is a lot less than, like, like Walmart steaks. Because that's all stuff. the water evaporating. Right, and and I think it actually tastes better. And like you said, when it's a single guy, I, I'm a single guy that lives at my house. I mean, really, I buy a quarter or a half beef. It lasts me a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really, you price it out, it's not any more than what you're spending now. Than what you're spending, you know. What you're spending at the grocery store. Yeah, and, and uh. I think it's quality, way better meat. So- and I feed my German Shepherd their raw butcher bones that they have there. Because, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, he loves them. And, Dude, that actually makes really good soup. Right. Yeah. You ever got their their marrow bones Dude, that are cut in half, mar- then you like, like roast them in the well, oven? So you take the, the bones with the bone marrow in them, cut in half, you put them in the oven on yeah. uh, broil. Yeah. You let them cook, 
and you scoop that out and you put it on bread. Oh, oh my yeah, it's meat. God, it's dude. what meat butter. That's what I call it. Yeah, like, dude, oh, it man. is. It's it's a game little bit of salt, a little bit of oh, garlic yeah. salt on little, it or something. Then you do a little pinch of fucking lime over the top yeah. or lemon. Oh my god, dude, that orgasm is, in your fucking mouth. That's money, money, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, money. Yeah, like so. <sighs> Have, have you done? Have you looked into intermittent fasting? Yeah, I mean, I kind of yeah. Well, I think it's good for like if you well, read in the, the human Bible, body, the human body was never designed to eat three meals a day. Well, and if you read in the Bible, like, and I'm not trying oh, to shit. bring in the Bible, I can but like I can bring in the Bible comes. right now. But Here I mean, comes, Mike, you ready? Fasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just on the fasting thing. Like fasting is a part of ancient so people have been doing it since the beginning of time because like you said food, the food sources food sources are scarce and i think there is something to be said about like you don't have to eat three or six or nine times a day so well, I, I i was I, I i did this body or the bodybuilder diet one time i mean i got fucking huge not like fat but i mean i was putting on fucking muscle i was eating nine times a day and it was like 500 calories here, 300 calories here, 300 calories here, 500 calories there, and then 1,000 calories here, 1,000 calories there. And I got to the point where I was like, I looked at food, I'm like, it's you. A, it's work to eat, because I used to be a power lifter, too. Yeah. I did a lot of that back in the I mean, my, 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 the my deadlifts went from 625 up to 900 pounds. Yeah, I, mean, I was, was deadlifting a lot. I, yeah. I, mean, I was I was stacked. And then I went to, I started reading a bunch of shit about the the uh intermittent fasting i read this book and it started talking about like we were never designed to eat like 10 times a day or three times a day or two times a day we were designed to eat at noon at the highest point of the sun is our is our best optimal time to eat food digest food because from uh the highest point of the sun after that <clears throat> a male has two motives kill and fuck that makes that makes sense but like so i find the the clarity of thought you can get a lot clearer in your brain if you're kind of like in that i don't know if it's being in ketosis helps or whatever well, it is ke- well, just, the, the thing with ketosis is they're finding that like that, that you're putting so much fat in your system you're actually increasing your uh chances of getting diabetes higher Oh, okay. Because because of, of the fat content, you know, like most people are like, oh, you gotta eat. Because the uh, the ketosis diet is high fat, low protein, right? I think it's uh, high fat, lo- low sugar, well, and high thing. protein. Well, it's not high protein because you're eating bacon. You can't eat red meat on on uh, well, keto I, diet. I eat a lot of red meat, so so you, like when when if if you want to lose weight. Coming from a fat guy, yeah, both fat guys sitting here. <laughs> but but if you want to lose weight, so my my the thing that I do that I've lost a lot of weight on is doing a sixteen hour fast. I gave myself eight hours to eat sixteen hour fast, Six, eight hours, and I, like even when I go into night shifts, my 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 window to eat doesn't change. It is straight up from noon until eight o'clock. Right, as, and as so like you might eat all of your calories in one sitting, sometimes like like have or, a, have a decent sized dinner, or know. I drink my calories. 
Right. Like I am tonight. Shakes or, yeah, what, whatever it might be. I mean, like I said, I, I am not a person but that I, wants but, to give dieting but, advice. But, but I but know like, that my body needs around that 75 to 8,000 calories to, 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 to function. Wow. I mean, that, that's just to maintain. Yeah. Maintain where I'm at. I, like, I smell a cookie. I gained six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what What exactly is intermediate fasting? What so What's you, it ex- you, described you, as? You take your body, so you you so like you probably eat three meals a day, right? No, two meals a day. I I go I I normally will starve myself for three days. Yeah, that's not and good. then I'll eat a meal. No, so intermittent and fasting I'm, and is, just drinking water you, you in those you, days. You give yourself lately. a window. So usually people do like a ten or a or eight or ten hour window. So you have ten hours to get cram in all your calories. Okay. My wife always tells me I'm fasting wrong. I'm like, I'm you just... are. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. so like, like shut like, up, woman. Like, like, like I do, I do, I do the eight hour fasting window. So I have usually from noon until eight is when I cram in all my calories. <clears throat> like drinking food doesn't matter. Eight o'clock and after eight o'clock. You shut it off. Well, they You're say, done. they say, you know, the best way to get good sleep is not going to bed on a full stomach. You yeah. know, eat, like you said, afternoon till about six, you know, get mm-hmm. get your food in. That way, by the time you go to bed around eight or nine o'clock. Your you're, body's already started digesting the food. Yeah, you're, you're already, it's out of your stomach. Like a lot of people, like when you eat, like especially being a coal miner, if you get home, like I get home at about eight at night. If I eat right before I go to bed. I got hella, I got hella like, like, uh, like acid reflux and stuff like that. So like, I like to eat, like you said, before you know afternoon, and before I get off work. So I just pack a lunch or I eat a good sized breakfast when I, before I go to work. I try to eat before I go to work, and then I'm good. Because a lot of people bring a lot of chow at work, but like well, I, mean, a, I do they, a lot of sedentary, especially a lot of like I've noticed with night shifts, it's a lot of snacking. Yeah, to get through the night. Well, yeah, because that, that, honestly, you, I, you trick your body into feeling like it's awake, like mm-hmm. it's daytime. I find the best way to get through a night shift is people that Sunflower bring seeds. a lot of like, what's that? Yep, Sunflower seeds. seeds and like just bring a lot of water. Yeah, like hydrate your. If your body's hydrated, you can find your so, more alert. I I went and did my. Uh, don't need these energy drinks. They're so I, bad for you. I went and did my physical, the the thing to like get your extra three hundred bucks a month thing, whatever right. it is for your oh, Hey baby, hey, <laughs> <In the ear. laughs> I love it. And he's like, you know, your cholesterol's a little high, your kidney function's a little high, but other than that, you're great. And I, I like I poured one on that night before I went in because you had twelve hour twelve hour fast. You must do so. I was like I was, I was like I figured out how many drinks I gotta have to where I'd be sober and it should be out of my system. And he goes, and I go, Doc, I got something to tell you. He goes, What's that? I go, I got pretty fucking tanked the night before I had that blood draw. He goes, What? I said, I said, but before you say anything. I had a gallon of water between the time I stopped drinking till the time I came in. Right. And he goes, and he's like, dude, your biggest life, because I'm a heavy drinker. I love to drink. Right. I love, I mean, I love to drink. 
<laughs> you know, it, it's, no it's, it's, it's no lie. It's no lie. It's no lie to our listeners that I love to fucking drink. I love people to have a good time around me. You know, but I told my fucking doc, I was like, I was like, but I had a gallon of water before I came to see you. You know, before I had my blood drawn. And he goes, how often are you drinking a gallon of water? I said, every fucking day I, have, I drink a gallon of water. He goes, is it mixed with anything? I said, no, it, it's just a straight up gallon of water. And I try to drink my one gallon. I'll put a little uh, like uh, lemon juice or something in it, or no, like I, like I do uh, the off brand of Gatorade that the coal mines give us. Oh, uh, squirt. Yeah, I said I'll put a little packet of squincher in there just for flavor. And that's it. It's mm-hmm. sugar free. This and that. Da 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 da. And I said I'll drink one a gallon of those. I'll drink a gallon of flavored water. On top of my gallon of water I already drank, he goes, dude, the only thing that's saving you from having liver fla- failure, kidney failure, heart failure, all these other things is the amount of water you drink. Yeah, it's very important to drink your water. Like, but weird. Like, the thing we're supposed to do is actually... Well, your body's way. like 90% water. Right. So, I mean, eat your veggies, drink your water, eat meat, and you'll probably be all right. Eat meat, produce, reproduce, have sex with women if you're a boy, have sex with men if you're a chick. Don't get confused on your gender. gender. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, it's weird that the old ways are the best ways. You well, know? It, even doing intermittent fasting, so like I told you, like I do my eight-hour eight window that I do. Sorry, Mike. You got this. Man, the the squishy pants. I'm not shaking because I'm afraid. I'm shaking. It's cold down here, <laughs> and I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt, trying to look like a badass in my red man red man chew hat. I, I was wondering how long <laughs> you're gonna last with a sleeveless shirt. Yeah, it's 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 chilly down here, but it's keeping me uh, awake. <laughs> well, I turned the heater off, so there's that. Because yeah. that our furnace gets pretty loud down here. Does it like? Oh, no, we're the I don't notice goes. it. You gotta turn it off because God forbid we do it in the in the kitchen with everybody home. Well, it's all right. So this, this is a makeshift. So here, probably after the first year, we'll drink that. We'll have a new home with cameras, whole new setup, whole new fucking everything. Are you where's that gonna be? Right there at the uh energy building. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same spot that the cigar box is at. Is that going to be in tandem with mm-hmm. them? Cool. Is it going to be like a, a studio, like a legit studio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, like, they asked me today or the other day about how I want to set it up. And I was like, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. Da, 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 da. And it's going to be in the corner where we got two big windows so people can watch from the outside. And then they can come in and watch from the inside when we do podcasts and stuff like that. Is that going to be a, I don't know if we want to put it out there, and you could tell me to shut up or edit this out, like, if a, another podcast wants to, like, rent Oh, no, we'll, 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 we'll take all this equipment, set it up, and we're going to rent it out. And I'll be, I'll, I'll produce anybody else's stuff, all that fun stuff. We'll have the laptops, we'll have the recording equipment, we'll have the cameras if you want to put on YouTube, and I'll give you the flash drive and say... Here you go. Huh. Yeah, obviously for a fee, probably. Yeah. 
Well, there'd be a producer fee and then a studio fee. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like like I told uh, Cigar Box, the guys that owns that, the people that own that. I was like, I'm not looking to get rich off this deal because I. So there was a study done <clears throat> since 2020. There's only only been 300,000 podcasts, and out of that 300,000 podcasts that came out in 2020, since then, there's only. 220,000 podcasts have been updated that are current, like putting out episodes. And a lot of them phase out after like, you know, six or seven episodes. Yeah. And out of that 200, call it 260,000 podcasts, only 2% of them podcasts are actually putting out episodes today. So we are actually doing pretty good, Mike. I get that, but I think those numbers are way off because... Every sports athlete, every news anchor has a podcast. Then nobody's listened to it, though. I bet they listen to it more than this. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Our, our, our latest numbers show otherwise, bitch. I don't think we get more than an NFL wide receiver. Oh, oh the Kelsey's? <laughs> because oh, yeah. Travis Kelsey's dating fucking what's her face? The fucking snowboard fucking Taylor Swift. Taylor Snowboard. Dude, she's snowboard. flat. She's oh, flat all the way around. I thought it was a Lindsay Vaughn she has thing. No like, ass. Lindsay Vaughn's way hotter. She has no ass, no who, tits, no who, fucking T-Swizz? Yeah. T-Swizz is looking good in her Fuck 30s. off. She's, she's getting a Gross. little thick. A little thick. No, she's I, not. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Gross. I'd rather, I'd rather go fuck a fucking plank of wood than fuck that piece of shit. Yeah, Bullshit. She, she, Bullshit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of splinters involved with that. But, like, I think, uh, yeah, I think that studio idea is a really good idea. Well, I think, well, you know, like, I think it'll, because I, I guarantee you there's more than just, like, a few podcasts in Gillette that would probably want to take it. Well, even in, like, it's not even podcasts, it's it's going to be a recording studio. Yeah. So, like, Kirby and his game, come use it. Right. You know, I mean, you, you can't beat sure microphones. No. These are, like, what you got is. A pretty legit setup here. I'm, I'm. Yeah, we, we, we sung, we, we swung too hard for the fences in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, you're like, we're going we hard. <laughs> we went to serious debt to get this equipment. I roasted a credit card, and I, I, am, I will never financially recover from this. We will, we will, we will. Yeah, it, it's coming. Like you know, our sponsorships are coming. Like we're getting some good sponsorships coming. Like want to talk to us. It's just still waiting for cars for kids. <laughs> One eight seven seven cars See, for kids. No free sponsors. <laughs> I didn't mean to blow your guys' ears out doing that, but no, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, what you guys got going on here? Honestly, um, it's very interesting. You know, I just woke up out of the blue. I'm friends with Kyle. You know, I met Kyle on Facebook. We well, started no, smoking. I, well, well, we, we, we know, know each, each other. other from high school and stuff, but kind of hooked up over cigars and stuff. And Dude, the cigar like, world c- is so fucking crazy. The people you meet are just smoking cigars. Dude, me and me and my buddy Ben were just talking about that. Like, one time I, w- I went... <laughs> E Harmony, remember E Harmony when you're real lonely. Yep. I drove, I drove all the way, <laughs> I drove all the way to For Denver. For some pussy? 
I didn't even get none. But like, I drove all the way to Denver to meet up with this chick, and she was, and and she was, and he drove all the way to Denver for some pussy you weren't guaranteed for. Well, That's and, six. Fucking hours. That's a long drive. Away. And I almost got. And and I almost that. got robbed. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so the date was a bust. It was a bust, bust. So I actually found a place. <laughs> hold on, hold on, time out, time out. <laughs> I think Kyle's dying over there. <laughs> you drove six hours. For some pussy that you didn't get. Oh. And you got robbed. <laughs> Almost got robbed. Yeah. I dude, I got some crazy stories like that, but like but I found a cigar place that was near the hotel. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this crazy train on the rail. <laughs> <laughs> and but <laughs> I think I'm you want to get laid so I get some cigars. <laughs> yeah. Well we were we were ha- okay. We'll go into the date a little bit. You want to hear about this, right? This absolutely <laughs> okay. So okay, I should have known. So we went to the Red Rocks and holy shit, we yeah, spent some fucking money. No, we didn't even go to. It was nothing was going on at the Red Rocks. So it was legit. We just went and walked around bro- the amphitheater. <laughs> well, no, you can walk right up to it. Yeah, you can, you can walk around the Red Rocks. So we're sitting there, and I'm thinking I'm gonna put my move on. I might get a quick makeout sesh. You know, whatever. You know, goes, these acoustics not- are gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not high enough for this. Yeah, and so we're sitting there, and a legit a skunk came out of the woods. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, look at that, a skunk. And she tried to go pet the freaking skunk. I'm like, yo, like, they're going to spray you. And I'm not down with a skunk smelling chick. Like, you might have to walk. Like, (laughs) but anyways, from there, and I don't know if you've ever been out to the Red Rocks. Well, I'm not really familiar with the Denver area. I got lost bad. And this was kind of that weird time before, like, Everybody had a cell phone and GPS, so like I'm kind of relying on her to help me get back because she's from just, the area. Just stay on Colfax, you're good. Yeah, so <laughs> we're in the well, middle Colfax of nowhere, will get you there. and she starts talking about like demons and like all this stuff, and I'm looking at her like, "Yeah, I'll fuck you. I'll pump you full of demons, I'm, bitch." I'm nervous. <laughs> like we're in the middle of nowhere. I don't see a house in sight. I don't know where I'm going. What cult did you say you're? I mean, religion you yeah. say you're part of? <laughs> well, yeah. So, anyways, I drop her off at her house. I'm like, you know what? This is a hard no. Like, I'm done with this. Like, what she look like? Not, not as represented on e Harmony. Let's say not good enough to get laid after getting sprayed by skunk. <laughs> right. So, I drop her off. It was a bust. Found a good ho- uh, place to have a cigar, and I met up. I part I don't remember the guy's name, but he was a professional basketball player. Was sitting there smoking. That was the best part of the whole trip. I wish I remember the guy's name. What cigar bar? We had the uh Winston Churchill. I don't remember the name of the place even. I just what, walked into this place. Where, they had where, a, what, what where were you staying? Um Grand Height. Do you remember the year? It was Red Roof Inn. Is it is where I was staying and oh, it was so just in next that to the area. stadium. Kind of. Yeah. Red roof off of like, I think it's exit one. Yeah, you're saying that you're staying close one, to the stadium. 115, so that, that would have been either at the Winston Churchill. What year? Do you remember? Like, uh, this is a long time ago. This is like 10 plus years ago. 
So say 2006. Yeah. But I don't remember who who was who the player was. But anyways, it was kind of. Is it Brian Butano? Is that what you said? No, I said, was it downtown? No, was it downtown? Oh, and he said Brian Butano, the biggest no, kid from South no, Park. And I think, because he was an older guy, so I don't think he was actively playing, but he was a former NBA So it definitely wasn't Camaro, Cam- Carmelo Anthony. No. Because you would know that one. Marcus Gamby? No. no. I, d- dude, I don't follow NBA. Like Chauncey Billups, maybe. That was about the time. Marcus Camby was pre- I googling like that area. Marcus Camby was on the team. Chauncey Billups would have been about that time. Maybe Boykins. Was he black? Uh, yeah, he was. Really, <laughs> Kyle? That. <laughs> but I'm glad you caught on to that. <laughs> but I don't remember the guy's name. But what I'm, you know, like you said, you meet some crazy people smoking cigars. Like, dude, cigars have op- that have opened up doors for me that I had never even thought about. Right, and that California like Love cigar. Course. I'm just saying, go down to the cigar box, get yourself a California Love. And I promise you, you'll have a good time. Don't get intimidated by the size. That's what she said. Ayo, but Ayo. <laughs> but um, and sit back and smoke that baby. You'll have a good hour and a half to two hour smoke out of that. You know, it's well worth fifteen bucks, right? You know, and I had one of them red meat eater. That's a good cigar. Yeah, that red uh, the red meat lovers. Yeah, or, yeah. That was a good cigar. I had that right after I had a steak because red gotcha. meat, and it was it was great. And them apostate cigars are good. I'm learning Lovely. so much more. The apostate uh, sort of labrum, labrum, labrum. I think it is. That's a that's one of my favorites. Yeah. So the other day, or I guess this morning, I should say the other day. This morning, Sarah and I were still fighting because of my actions last night. <laughs> were you peed on the floor? Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. If you have no memory of it, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I am not count. held responsible for things I do if, not remember. If she wants to take that up with drunk me, I can go. I'd be more than happy to get drunk and let her take that out with drunk me. I think you're on me. the way. I hope so. <laughs> but so the other day, or I guess this morning, I woke up and I was like, I need a cigar. And I had me a uh, 412, Veritas 412. Fort Veritas makes some really, really nice cigars. Like for people that have never had Veritas, because you always hear everybody like Rocky Patel, Drew Estates, and this and that, and the Perderos and the Perdamos. And I hate and the Perdero people. It's so annoying. <laughs> but, but. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, no I don't idea even. What the fuck you're talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, the Perdero people. Ah, but you had sellouts. People. So I was, I, was, I was having me a 412 Veritas. Veritas 412. And I was like, I think to myself, I was like, you know, sometimes when things get messy, you just need to find your ground. You need to find your base. And I was smoking that cigar, and I was like, this is where I belong. Right here. My mindset right now, my mood, my happiness, everything is right where it needs to be. And I smoked my cigar. I was happy. And I went to bed. And I pissed on the floor. Supposedly, <laughs> you know, supposedly there's something ritualistic. <laughs> like we were talking about the me and my buddy, we're talking about the ritual of smoking a cigar is a lot like with with people is a lot like when you're sitting around a campfire and talking. Yeah, like you get like even like this podcast right now, we have been all over the map. 
from not small drinks of that baby yeah like getting pistol whipped stealing a jaguar no game plan no game <laughs> like we well, have things we, that we want to talk about we haven't yet you have yet to touch we, about. we've touched on it i mean we touch it then we back away we touch it back away it's like high school all well, over again yeah yeah like <laughs> did i did i lie to you about how we do things right no here? and i think that's very interesting about your podcast is um you are very non-filtered and i think that's a I good thing um, to be filtered today, Mike. no no and <laughs> you know sucks. from what i see is you know kyle's kyle does kyle stuff and mike, mike kind of tries to wrangle my wrangle kyle I wasn't even supposed to drink tonight. I, I was sick all day. And here you are, bitch. And here you, here you are. That's my third Long Island. <laughs> so, Chris, here's how, we, here's how we like to end the podcast. So, our podcast is We'll Drink to That. Right. So, what is something positive in your life that you want to drink to that to? Give us a cheers. You know, I think, uh, you know, things look bleak right now. Like, things can look bleak. But remember, guys, we still have time to write this shit. There is some time to be able to write it. And, you know, I think if a lot more people would focus... You know, I always think about the... the, You guys watch the movie Dragonheart? Yep. That old school Sean Connery dragon? Dude, Sean Connery's a shit. Yeah. So, when... Best James Bond. Right. Agreed. When he... uh, when you're the knight of the old code, when he's like, you brought him up, you're a knight of the old code. It, don't be afraid to be a knight of the old code. Stand by your, you know, it's okay. Stand you by know, your stand, stand you know, by your beliefs. Yeah, stand by your beliefs. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. And, you know, um, be a man about stuff. You know, John Wayne. Night of the old code. John Wayne was a, a draft dodger. Well, I mean, the John Wayne in the movies, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, the true grits. Yeah, the true grit. Be it, there's nothing wrong with being a knight of the old code. You had so small feet too. What's that? He had small feet and small hands. <laughs> I don't know how to balance. I'm a large Actually, man with small feet. Here's a funny, uh, cool, but here's a fun story. John Wayne, my grandpa, my dad's dad, used to drive the wagon all of John Wayne's movies. Speck was his name. <clears throat> Anyways, John Wayne came to the Cowboy Bar here in, in Gillette. Not the Cowboy Bar in Laramie. The Cowboy Bar in Gillette. The one that's the world famous Cowboy Bar. Like you see, like uh, Tommy Lee Jones has the Cowboy Bar shirt or hoodie on or whatever the fuck it is on space cowboys where was that at never heard of it i don't know where the cowboy bar was it was out on uh 59 you go down the highlight road take a left oh is that yeah oh that broken building by cordero yeah okay yeah that's wild so that that used to be my grandma's my my Hmm. dad's mom skeeter was her name anywho so John Wayne and my grandpa were pretty good friends. Like they were like almost you and I friends, besties. BFF. Yeah. So John Wayne came in. So when when the coal mine said we're blasting too close to your house, you're blasting close. We we need you to leave because her sisters has sold the property out from beneath her. <clears throat> when you when you walked in that place, the 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 
the game was was to throw a dollar bill up up in the ceiling and and put thumbtacks in it and sign your name to it, right? So when Cordero at that time Kennecott came in and said, "You got to leave. We can't have you here because we're blasting too close. We own the property." We walked in, my, my dad and I walked in that place, and we were helping her clean out. John Wayne had signed the pool table, the bar, and a whole pile of fucking dollar bills. Hmm. And where, the, where cool. that shit's at now, who fucking knows? Yeah, that'd be worth a lot of money. You no, know, landfill somewhere got incinerated. No, it's, it's not a landfill. It, it's, it's somewhere probably in the East Coast, probably. I know, I know, I, I know where the pool table's at. Because I offered the guy uh, $10,000 to buy the pool table. And he told me absolutely fucking not. <laughs> hey, you're a fucking smart man. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, well, it's in the cost. Because he lives here in Gillette that owns that pool table that John Wayne signed. Hmm. And I said, what is it going to cost to buy the pool table? He goes, 100000 bucks." And I said, Dang. I'll give you twenty. And then my dad came back in and said, I'll offer you uh, 500000 for the pool table. No. Because John Wayne's signature on a pool table like that is worth millions. Yeah, especially with millions. the story. Yes. But especially a pool table takes up takes up a lot of space when you're watching Pawn Stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's not a Pawn Stars item. Yeah, no. at all. No, no. They, that's they got a, George that's Washington a, that's stuff. A, that's like a that's a somebody that is in love with John Wayne and understood with the the history of that pool table where it came from. Mm-hmm. And like I told the guys, like my grandma owned that bar. That that's by rights that you should you should sell that to me because it's, oh, it's, you want you went full millennial yeah you never go full millennial <laughs> I did on this one because it's, it's just because of my right. grandma my 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 dad's mom I mean I never called her grandma because I only knew her for like right. two days before she died you know it was that's history of my family right right and all the dollar bills I know I know where. The pool table, and I know one dollar bill is at. It's all back east. Hmm. All, all the dollar bills are back east. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool history. That's but cool my, shit. But my grandpa, if if you look in the any John Wayne movie, True Grit, uh, that's the only movie that comes to mind. Right. But if you, if you watch any of the movies with John Wayne, and he has a stagecoach driver, Speck Hedinger, it, that's my grandpa. Really. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I guess that's what that's my toast is things are bleak, but this ship can be righted if people start pulling their heads out of their butts. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been we'll drink to that. Cheers to that. Yeah. I'm gonna drink my poth water. Poth. Poth.